everyone. This is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giggling, snorting, going on tangents, and making new friends. This week, we have a super special treat. Vanessa Zoltan from the Hot and Bothered podcast joined Erin and I to talk all about her favorite novel, Jane Eyre. But we're definitely doing it through the 2011 Michael Fassbender vehicle. Yeah, the movie. This is a long one and oodles of fun, so we're going to jump right in. I think we found a soul sister in Vanessa. <laughs> I mean, I love that right before we hit record, all of us consented to recording tits out, sure. too. Yes. That's <laughs> just in case. That's kind of my favorite mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yes. I did not consent to recording that visually, but I'll just do it now. We're all tits out. Fabulous. <laughs> we're all wearing shirts for audio listeners. We're, we're not fully. That's that would Aaron, be that would be don't very lie. crazy. I know, Erin. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, listen, listen, we shouldn't be ashamed of the fact that we're topless on listen, air. Listen, Melody Honestly. has been topless on air, and it's I am true. on the record as being like creeped out by it and like not okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, she's really not. Oh my into god, it. Melody. Next time you have to be topless on air, I will coach. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. Well, well, well. That right. is friendship. Okay. That is support. Yes. I'm That's in. Cool. That's I'm meeting in. someone where they are, is what that is. Well, it's been fun. Well, um, I'm going to take off. Aaron's fucking off. Oh, my gosh. We haven't introduced you. Listener, Vanessa Zoltan is here. Hello, Vanessa. <laughs> I'm waving because it's good audio. Yeah, it's totally good audio. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I invited myself over. <laughs> and you all were like, yes, we'll bake. What are your dietary restrictions? And I was like, thanks. I want to talk about this really weird movie. And you are like, we love it. We do. So thanks for letting me invite myself over. It has that, um, gosh, what's his name? I was going to say McGregor. That's not right. He's Michael Fassbender? Fassbender. Fassbender. Yes. The one who, like, often is cock out. <sighs> he is, I yeah, listeners, movies. he's cock in into it. in this movie. This he, is this is a cock-free so Fassbender. deeply cock in. Yes. <laughs> but you, you do see some upper thigh buttock yes. area at one point. True. But that's it. That's the that's the sexiest. Yeah. Yes. And I, I held on to that moment. <laughs> like you it was it's a beautiful believe. moment. <laughs> I kept on just rolling it back. <laughs> I just tried to yeah. keep in the back of my mind how big big it is even though i couldn't see it like just knowing totally. just yeah. knowing what it looks like in the back of my mind really helped me yeah. get through the film i mean i hear that yeah. you know <laughs> wow because you're now covering jane Eyre on hot and bothered right i am yeah so we are in season three of hot and bothered season one Hot and Bothered is my podcast. Yes. And season one, we wrote our own romance novels. Season two, we were going to write our own romance novels, but COVID hit. Mm. And so we were like, do you know what we need? We need something stupid and yes. sexy. And so we did Twilight. Yes, you and did. And it turns out that it's not it is sexy. Not. It's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever made is that season of of Hot and Bother. It was so fun to talk about Twilight yes. for a year. I can't even tell you. We did you. Midnight Absolutely. Sun. And now we're doing Jane Eyre. came out and Midnight Sun was also extremely fun to talk about, but not fun to read. I think we talked yes. about it for like four straight hours. Yes. Like it's two episodes. It's an event. Yes. It's an event. It is an event. It has to be. Oh my God. It, and it, okay, this is not a Midnight Sun <laughs> podcast, so I'm not, right, right, I'm right. not gonna talk about it. I love it. 
I love those films so much, so much. But yes, now we're doing Jane Eyre, which is like what I wrote my thesis on in grad school. Yeah. And it's my favorite book and whatever, but it's not as fun as Twilight. <laughs> you mean this gothic romance full of child abuse is not more fun than Twilight? What a weird take. In which her... What, but her husband wants to murder her Hot for three books from Vanessa over here. <laughs> <laughs> but my, I will say, that I, I should be, my producer is like mad at me in my head. I can feel, on air, our third season of Hot and Bothered is very oh, fun. Oh, sure. Everyone should go listen to no, it. No, 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 absolutely. But like the making yes. of is a different experience, yes. most certainly. It's different yeah. than talking about Twilight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, because you also have a new book out this past summer, right? Praying we with do. Jane Eyre. Yes. It is called Praying with Jane Eyre. It is a collection of sermons. I'm technically a chaplain. Yeah. That is my career. That is what I am trained to be. I am not trained as a podcaster. There's my dog. Which is hilarious because, listener, she also did Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, which was reading the Harry Potter stories as sacred texts, like as as religious, uh, what do you call it? Come on. Help me out over here. Sacred. Text is liturgy. Great. Perfect. Oh, literary. Oh, oh, oh. words. Look at you. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Jane, uh, Praying with Jane Eyre is just a collection of sermons using Jane Eyre as the text instead of the Bible. So mm. it's like going up on your typical Sunday morning sermon. And instead of being like, this week's reading is from Acts book two, I'm like, this week's reading is from Jane Eyre chapter three. And then it's like essays about like hate and yeah. frustration and betrayal and but using Jane Eyre. I love it. I it's so cool. I love that. I love that. And one of my one of my favorite things about reading um the reviews of your book as well is all of the people who are like this actually changed reading for me. Mm-hmm. In a in like a great way, you know? And that's so powerful to me, Vanessa. Oh my gosh. I mean, you both know, right? Like as romance readers, how Reading can change us, and I think that we feel ashamed about that, and so we don't, like, lean into it. Mm. And I think that we should just admit that it does, and we should turn to books when we're in moments of despair. Yeah. And, I like, and let books love us, right? Like, if you think about Jane Eyre, Charlotte Bronte never would have been able to imagine me, right? Right. Like, a Jewish girl in Boston 200 years in the future mm-hmm. who, like, got to go to graduate school, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it would have blown her mind. But I still feel like she wrote it for me, right? She was, like, picturing future women who were going to need to be kept company and to talk about, you know, betrayal and heartache and, right, right, right. and love and sisterhood. And so, I don't know. It's really nice that a woman wrote me a book <laughs> 200 years ago. I just Seriously. I just love the – I. I just love your whole thing. Like, I love just taking, I love taking these secular texts and reading them yes. as holy and transformative, whether it's Harry Potter or it's Jane Eyre, especially that it's Harry Potter or romance, because yeah. it's like, these are books that are sometimes um, just kind of dismissed as silly or right. um, fun or, you know, not substantive in the way that it is transformative. And you've just done mm-hmm. such, I, I just, I love Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. I, I just love what you've done. I just Thank love you. it so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, completely. I'm always tempted to be like, millions of people can't be wrong, but that's obviously not true. <laughs> they have be wrong. been in the past. They have been. Mm. But I do think that millions 
I don't know. Millions of people are wrong when they're motivated by hate or right. fear. But when they're right. motivated by love, millions of people cannot be wrong. Yeah. And like loving Harry Potter and loving romance, those are about love. That is like not about yeah about white supremacy. So Right, right, right. Well, Absolutely. I mean, I feel like whatever it is, if there's that many people, there's something there that resonates. And, you know, sometimes that's hatred right. or fear or, you know, the, the bad things. But like there's got there's something that's hitting, you know, an emotion or something inside that mm-hmm. um, yeah. that they hadn't had a way to express themselves in whatever for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. I just love that you've sort of given voice to the idea that no matter what, something can be not only transformative, like Aaron said, but also like foundational, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like the the Harry Potter books changed me when I was young. Of course. They taught me so many lessons. And like, thankfully, none of that was hatred of trans people, you know, (laughs) Um, like that didn't come through for me. And that makes me really happy. (laughs) But it's true. J.K. Rowling is a horrible reader of her own Mm. books. Mm. If she read her books, she would not approve of her own transphobia. I know. Like, it's... I know, right? It's amazing the things that she says out in the world. I'm like, are you sure? Forget that you wrote these, but have you read Mm. them? Yeah. Like... Have you read about how marginalized Hagrid is and that he lives on the border of society and that that's completely unjust and it was for a crime he didn't even commit? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think that she has read her own books. Yeah, absolutely. Sadly. Yeah. They're quite good. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so I do have to make a quick confession before we dive into this. And that is that I'm an uncultured swine who has not read Jane Eyre. Oh, and we know I have I'm haven't. sorry, everyone. No. Uh, I'm no. sorry, everyone. <laughs> I haven't you know? read it. I didn't know if we were going to keep that on the I, DL, but I feel like no, our listeners know for sure I haven't read it. And with you, it's like a 50-50. <laughs> so here's the thing. I have friends who haven't read Jane Eyre. Our friendship survives oh these moments. This is The other thing I'll say about Jane Eyre specifically, it's not for everyone. Sure. Right? It, it's like, it's a weird book. It's not Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. right? Which is like yeah, weird yeah, and delightful yeah. in its own ways. But it's like become a rom-com trope. Jane Eyre is like fucked up and weird. And so... Dark. It's dark in there. It's It gets real dark. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's super sexy. Yeah. Very feminist. Like so many of the good things. Has some really weird racist imperialism in its past. Oh. Has, is like... Pro missionary. Yeah, oh, God. I did have a couple it's, missionary notes it's like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it is a it is a troubled book with a storied history, mm. and in not everyone finds it a page turner. I do. Although I will say, when we're talking about it being like really dark and really, um, I don't know, kind of depressing in a way. Gothic. Um, I did like, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like, oh, I have to watch Jane Eyre on Saturday, blah, blah, blah. And, I was, and they were like, which one is Jane Eyre? And I was like, I don't know, but I think it's the one where the guy has the wife in the cupboard. And then we were talking yeah. about that. <laughs> and then like my friend, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I love you so much. Please like me. Um, but uh I'm like, I think it's that one. And then we started talking about it, and both of us were like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if somebody just 
just like locked us in a cupboard. And like, wouldn't that be the best excuse? Like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't go to that meeting. Like, cupboard, you know? And somebody would like bring you food. And like, it, for some, like at this point in my life, it just sounded fantastic. Um, it didn't look great in the movie, but like in my mind's eye, where you're just yeah, like yeah. in the cupboard and you're like, oh no, I can't, I can't do laundry today. Cupboard, you know? I'm locked in it. You know? Cupboard, cupboard time. That would be nice. Anyway, so if you, if you just change your perspective, you, bit, you know? Right. Yeah. Bertha should have just had an open mind and been like, this is basically a fourth exactly. season. Right. Exactly. She'd have had a great time out yeah. there. She totally. really could have, you know, mm-hmm. missed opportunity Bertha. If you don't have oh, furniture boy. in your cupboard, you don't have to clean any furniture in your cupboard. Like, there you never you have to change the sheets if you don't have a bed. Like, just change your perspective and that changes your whole thing. <laughs> Anyway. Oh my gosh! Um, I did. Also, this, the fact that you said cupboard is like it's a Harry Potter <laughs> Jr. hybrid. Yeah. I don't know it's just the she word my friend them. and I were using, but it is kind of a cubby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did she call yeah, it? It's like an the attic, inner room. Right? It's an attic. Yeah. yeah, the inner room. They also call it the inner room. Yeah, that is well, true. It's cold though. Yeah. Yeah. I do like to be cozy. Every, I, no, I don't you know think what? Every square inch of that house is cold. Yeah. Does not matter That's where true. you are. Every That's square true. inch of it is cold. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact. Thornfield. Yeah. Well, it's called Thornfield, so it's not a warm and cuddly place. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk I think about? We got to jump in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, okay. I don't remember. Like I think the last Jane Eyre I watched didn't read was the one that starts like with her in the school like going to the school and can i just tell you i fucking love the epic way this one starts because it starts with jane just like sobbing and running away (laughs) yes she's got two timelines yes and you know it happened quickly because she did not pack appropriate gear there is not a waterproof there is not Mm -hmm. she didn't bring a canteen like just just nothing just wool zero provisions A lot of, a lot of At soaking wet At one point, she wool. actually abandons her overnight sack yeah. because she's like, it's got, I mean, I, it, I can't carry it anymore. Mm-hmm. Am waif Well, it's, on it's wet leather, you know, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, at one point in this opening scene, she like, she like lays down on a rock and like really, really gets into the sobbing. And I was just like, yes, when was the last time I got to just like put my hair down and fucking yell in the mountains? Mm -hmm. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. Like have done it legitimately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have done this Jane Eyre moment, (laughs) but I live in a city now. So, oh my God, you need to go to the woods and I just do. lay down and die Again, on a rock. Again, change your perspective. This is great. Right? This is great. She has the opportunity <laughs> to really get it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, but then she sees a house in the distance. Yeah. And is like, I'm going to try to not die on this one. Mm-hmm. Right. I will, on this rock, sorry. I will walk to the house. Yeah. And like, at and this goes, point, oh wait, it is like super oh, storming. Yes. Her cloak and dress and everything have to weigh 60 pounds minimum. And she's trying right. More to More than Mia Wachowski does, mm-hmm. for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And so she like, yes. she just like falls down on the doorstep and she says, I will die. I will die, which is like eight minutes into the it's movie. Amazing. And it's the first <laughs> sentence. I will die. I will die. I like, Jesus. <laughs> and you know what? She's not wrong. No. You know? There no. is but I mean we There is somebody there. Spoiler. And he's a man, he has like yes. a hipster hat. And he, he carries does. her inside, yeah. and his Very friends are Georgiana Darcy and, like, another lady. 
And they're very like the Borgia sister. Oh, she's a Borgia sister. Well, I didn't know that. She is a Borgia. <laughs> she's sister. that incest they Borgia have... sister, and she doesn't incest in this movie too. I only noticed Georgiana. Listen, Darcy. she doesn't. Come on, Vanessa. She does not do an incest Listen, she by does... kissing her brother goodnight on the on the, on the mouth. I'm out of this. <laughs> okay, we're gonna. That's like first of all, that is two hours from now. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's a spoiler. I have no dog in this fight. Second of all, Gorge. <laughs> Culturally appropriate at it the was. time. It, it was jarring to me, Melody, though. That's all. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. You're right. There is zero incest in this book that we know of. Okay, but more importantly, Sinjin, who brings her into the house, right. is Billy Elliot. And he doesn't even ballet her not into even, the house. Not even a little bit. For as much as he loved ballet, he does not even do a, a, a toe tap in like, this one. like, leap her into Mm-mm. the house. Not right? a plie in sight. So weird. No. <laughs> And Sinjin, the man, I will say, I think that I think that this movie is miscast almost head to toe. Really? I will talk about some of the good casting. I, I love all the actors in it, so I'm yeah. like not formally complaining. But Sinjin is supposed to be hot like a Greek god, mm. oh. and like Billy Elliot is not hot like I a thought Greek he was god. hot, but like, not he's like a, a very Greek cute god. British man. He's supposed to literally look like a Greek statue. And he's supposed to be very tall, hmm. blonde, blue-eyed. Interesting. I'm sorry, Billy Elliot, but no. <laughs> wow. That that really puts a little that that puts a little flavor into it if you think about him being like crazy it does. hot. Yeah. Huh. It makes yeah. it it, ma- it yeah, complicates yeah. it a little bit for me. <laughs> Same. <definitely>. Yes. <laughs> Sinjin is the yeah. worst. And so yeah. movies get to complicate that by making him so yeah. hot. Wow. And so this is a very strange missed opportunity. Hmm. Like it should have been like, what's the Fifty Shades guy's name? Like James Dornan. Dornan. Dornan, yeah. Dornan. Yeah. It should have been that yeah, guy. Something like that. Yeah. Like imagine that guy playing Sinjin. Right. Everyone. Okay. Or or um or Flipperman from the Hunger Games. Flipperman from the Hunger Games. <laughs> he does a trident. <laughs> he does the he's got a puka oh, shell yes. necklace. <laughs> Now that you've done this, I can't remember his name. (laughs) Are you talking about the guy? Oh, my God. I have to go so many removed. The guy who stars in that movie with the girl from Game of Thrones is is what I really wanted you to. Yes. (laughs) Me without you Uh or something. I just think that he, Flipper Man. (laughs) Stop saying Flipper Man and I'll be able to think of his name. Jesus. Oh, oh my man. god. <sighs> um, okay, wait. Okay, Sam so Jane, I, um, Sam there it is. Ooh. I'm He's so glad we got there. enough to be Sinjin. What? No. Oh, no. It has to be like the David. Mm. The David buff, come buff. to life. The buff boy. Mm. Yes. He's okay. supposed to be stunning. Okay. Okay. The hottest girl in town who's not in the movie, but in the book, the hottest girl in town is in love with him. Really? And he wants to take Tiny Jane. Listen, that's two hours away. Yes. Stop it, Mel. All right. Yes. So we get a flashback. And Jane Eyre is just trying to fucking read a book. She's she's small, small child. She just wants to read a fucking book about birds. She just wants to read her bird book. Who, like... In, in priest in by the window. And then her shit cousin comes up and is like, that's my book. And she's like, no, it's my uncle's book. And then he takes it and he hits her so hard in the head with this stupid bird book that like none of them really want to read, I don't think. It's just about Nobody birds. Nobody wants to read it. Yeah. And she starts she bleeding. Bleeds. He knocks so her things. into a doorknob. Doorknob. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> and she's so two bleeding. things about this. Yeah. 
One thing that I have to say is that what he says to her is, where are you, rat? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not, not nice. nice. That's not nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. The second thing I want to say is that the curtains in this room that she's hiding behind are beautiful. Oh, I didn't so even So gorgeous, notice. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tapestries in this film. Yeah. Very evocative. They really and are. And I really enjoyed these. Yeah, the set so. dressing is nice. I yes. love this journey for like, you guys. hate what you're doing, love the way it looks. <laughs> So she just jumps on him and just starts kicking the shit out of him because he did give (laughs) her a TBI. And then um, that aunt comes in and is like, stop killing your cousin. And then she puts her into a haunted room with a haunted fireplace. And then Jane gets so freaked out. Yeah. Then she just bangs her head against the door, which is really rough to watch. (laughs) And knocks herself out. Okay. Is that how you read that? Yeah. Does she faint or does she She knock herself out? She knocks herself out. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She does a running leap headfirst into that door so that she doesn't have to think about the chimney anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, geez. Insane. So then we cut to a scene with her and the aunt and a fire and brimstone Mm -hmm. preacher man. And he's like, Mr. Brocklehurst is is his name. Yes. So it's really like they're leaning into it. There are a few moments in this movie where like Jane makes such a baller comment that like I imagine like the gangster music starting and then the like sunglasses descending (laughs) from, you know, like the the Snoop Dogg coming and the the glasses coming down. Yeah. I, this is so great when he's like, how are you going to, do you want to go to hell, Jane? And she's like, not really. And he's like, how are you going to avoid it? And she's like, not die, I guess, because I'm a gangster. Yeah, stay like, healthy it was fantastic. and not die. <laughs> oh, she was so cool. I must stay in good health and not yep. die. She fucking looks right mm-hmm. at him, mm-hmm. too. By the way, at the time, I am just coming in as, like, huge nerd. Please. Like, by the way, at the time, there were famously typi- typhus <laughs> epidemics killing children. Oh. So, like, this was a very bold thing for a kid to say. Oh, be whoa. like, I guess I just have to not die. Because, like, a third of children. Is that what her girlfriend died of? That is. I so, her so. girlfriend dies of tuberculosis oh, okay. Oh, okay. while the rest of the school has typhus and that character Helen Burns who we're about to meet getting whipped on her Mm -hmm. neck by Miss Scatcherd Um, is based on Charlotte Bronte's sister, Mariah. Oh, okay. Oh, she was so did she die of tuberculosis so too? She did. Oh, that's a sad. Oh, my God. The Brontes all died of tuberculosis except for Charlotte and her father. That's, they wow. all died so awful. Oh, my god. Her gosh. dad outlived all five of his children. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. It's very sad. Oh. It's very sad. This is a comedy podcast, right? We have we we have levels. Uh-huh. We do. You know? Yes. We go on journeys. Yes. <laughs> like an artichoke. Yeah. I have to bring it back though to the end of this interaction before we start whipping Indeed. Helen, where right. the yeah. aunt is ready for this meeting to be done with Mr. Yeah. Flurflurp. And then the <laughs> sometimes I don't know the names and I make up words. You'll Yeah. Flirt, so flirt. then she just rings a little bell. On her table, that means like somebody is gonna somebody. Uh, when they want the meeting to be done, they just ring a little. Can you imagine <laughs> if you just had a tiny bell would, that you could ring yes, when you wanted any so- social interaction to be over? I would abuse that power. I, oh. I would get drunk on oh, that yeah. shit. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be a sweet and high. No one seemed <laughs> to think it was like rude either. It was just like, no. oh, the bell is ringing. No, and then they left. <laughs> Yes, yeah. we must we must come fetch Jane. So good. But wait, and what does Jane do? Are you going to tell us what Jane does? She doesn't leave. Oh, no. Yeah. Fuck you. She aunt. doesn't leave. Yeah. And yells, she's like, "You if anyone asks me, I am going to tell them that you are uh-huh. bad. You meanie head." And, yes. 
And you it's hate fantastic. me for no reason. And she says, not only is my uncle in heaven, but so are my mom mm-hmm. and my dad. And they can see everything uh-huh. you do to me and the amount you hate me for no reason. And they're telling God. And then she just like yeah. mic drops mm-hmm. and fucks off. Mm-hmm. So she does go to that abuse school. Um, and there, it's just a, a, a montage of abuse. Yeah, they strip her like it's really prison. Um, yeah. They whip that girl. Um, mm-hmm. Helen. Let's see. Can we just say that the mean aunt is played brilliantly by she Sally is. Hawkins? She is. Yeah. She's really good. Sally Hawkins. Like, she of happy-go-lucky, so capable of being so vivacious and love-filled and so capable of being a heinous She was oh, I hated her. Film. There's nothing to like yeah. there. Nothing. I hated her bones. N- Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forgot a flash forward, though. She tells Sinjin that her yes. name is Jane Elliott and that there's no one yes. he should contact for her because she must never be found. Then we go never to the school. Yes. They sta- they right. make her stand on that pedestal all day long. Yeah. She can't, or on a chair or whatever. She can't eat or anything. The, the thing. In another version, they had him walking around in the rain Ooh. in circles for no reason. Just the rain all day walking around in circles. I think that was a real thing. They told those kids. Yeah. To, they were like, no one be her friend. Which is like. Yeah. <laughs> tru- truly they the did. worst thing. Mandatory isolation. They also call it. Wait, but I do love what he calls it. He goes, have her stand on the pedestal of infamy. infamy. <laughs> That's insane. It's so good. And he says, he says, you you cannot eat or drink because you need to know how barren it is as the light in the life of a sinner or something like that. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, but Helen sneaks her a little piece of bread. Yeah, very sweet. Very so sweet. now she's got and a little girlfriend. Helen, yeah, and Helen is like the sweetest, peachiest little angel. And one of my favorite things was she was like, "Why do you let that bitch hit you all the time and mm-hmm. you don't yeah. say anything?" And she's like, yeah. "Well." She just wants me to be better, and it's my fault, yeah. and she's real brainwashed, that one. And then she says, um, she says, my dad always told me life is too short to, like, hang on to grudges, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like this is the moment that, like, actually changes Jane, you know? Like, in yeah, this movie, that's how it read to sure. me. Sure. I just don't think it changes her entirely. No, no. Because Jane is going to yell at people a lot yeah. in this movie. So so Joyce Carol Oates' theory of this book is that the first line of chapter two is, I resisted all the way. And that's about her being dragged to the abuse room yeah. with the scary fireplace. Yeah. And that a way to track this novel is just through Jane's resistance. Ooh. And which I, I find just got very chills. compelling. And I think yeah. that Jane in part resists some of what Helen says. She's like, no, you right. don't fucking deserve to be abused, right? She loves Helen. I totally agree. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to spend my whole life mad. But she's right. also like, no, I'm not going to like get hit and be like, she means well. <gasps> oh, no. I Sorry. I didn't mean change her in that way. I just meant that like later on, she does so much just pay it forward forgiving to like totally. heinous assholes. And yeah, I feel like in that moment, she learned that in addition to resisting, in addition to standing up for herself, in addition to all of that, she helps herself by letting go of those wrongs. And Helen totally. taught her that. And that's just beautiful to me. Helen is also the first person who's ever kind to her. Yeah. And so I think she's just like, what? You're giving me bread? Right? Like, I think she's just completely overwhelmed by the fact that anyone is showing kindness yeah. to her. Yeah. And then the next scene is is Jane coming to sh- 
check on a very sick Helen, and Helen says, your little feet are bare, and you're freezing, so please get into bed with me and warm up. And I'm like, Helen, you're on death's door, yeah, and you're still thinking about her. And it's also her. because Helen is so a-fevered. Yeah, like, like she's, she is breathing tuberculosis out of everywhere. Oh, and they put their so faces like, so close. <laughs> they do. And I was really glad that Jane survived that, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. Jane says, how are you? And she says, I'm happy because I'm going to God. You have such a passion for living. So don't be sad about this. But please don't leave me. And Jane says, no one could rip me away from you. Oh, my gosh. And then by the morning, Helen's dead. They yeah, they did snuggle Jane away. Oh, it's so yeah. sad. But then she is doing a draw. Yes. Of Sinjin. So why don't we talk about that? It's now back to timeline yeah. one, running away Jane timeline. Um 18-year-old, not eight-year-old Jane. And she has drawn, she she's drawing, and the sisters are like, Oh, you're such a good drawer. And they she's drawn Sinjin, mm-hmm. Billy Elliot. And they're like, look how talented Jane Elliott is. And Billy Elliot looks at it and goes, oh, how fierce Mm -hmm. I am. How fierce I am. He gets a boner Mm -hmm. right here. I think he gets turned on by the image of himself. He definitely does. By how she sees him. Oh, I'm hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. By the, I think, like, sort of by the the power that is the fear he can strike into other people Mm -hmm. is sort of how I read it. And then yeah, I have right? um, Sinjin yes. sets her up with a teaching gig for 15 pounds a year, and she's pretty psyched because this man is doing the very least for her. Is that yep. fair? <laughs> that's, that's a good read, I'd say. Thank you. <laughs> okay, wait, let's, let me just say, <laughs> I'm, I can fuck both of you for putting me in a position to defend <laughs> I hate this man so much. We are the purple devil horn emoji right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he does find out about her strengths. He finds out that she has taught at Lowood after she finishes being abused by that school. She becomes a nice teacher at that school. And he's like, oh, you can draw and stuff. And he is setting up a school for girls in a poor area in rural England, which in the 1830s when this takes place is not done. Whatever. He's still a dick. Also, I looked it up. 15 pounds a year is the equivalent now of $1,800 a year. That is... Like, room and board is covered, but still. And I'm guessing there was, like, literally no health care. Anyway, I don't understand this. She's also given a servant, though. Wow. Like, she's given those little girls to help her clean. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know what? You're right. Sinjin is great. And pretty much a romance girl. No, 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 no. no. Vanessa, you're right. No, No. Vanessa, you don't have to convince us anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You're the worst. He's the true hero of the book. Yeah. We'll we'll put that on like some kind of quote. We'll we'll do it on our media. We'll we'll do merch of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do a cross stitch of a pillow. (laughs) Vanessa loves Sinjin Rivers. (laughs) Vanessa and Sinjin's. HBs, it's time to talk about book three in Maggie Preston's Hearts of Louisiana series. It's called Love and Misfortune, and it's... HBs, I have to scream for a minute about a wonderful company for all of your romance and BTS merch. I know a ton of you love both. It's called Literary Souvenirs. 
Prashita and Devisha are two sisters and fangirls who create beautiful designs for apparel, enamel pins, acrylic keychains, handmade resin bookmarks, coasters, jewelry, and so much more. Seriously, they do it all. They just released brand new designs for HB favorites like Neon Gods and the Love Hypothesis. Plus, they have a History Huh shirt from Red, White, and Royal Blue that I currently have in my cart and a stunning from Blood and Ash enamel pin. I'm going to link their Etsy and social media pages for individual orders, but I also need to rave about my experience with their custom design and bulk ordering. Jenny and I decided to have enamel pins made for the first 100 supporters of Bonkers Romance, and Prashita and Devisha went above and beyond. Not only did they do a beautiful custom design of our I Went Bonkers first pins, but working with them was a dream. They were so responsive and accommodating, and they did an amazing job keeping us updated during the production process. I cannot recommend them enough for any of your custom needs. And also, you can get any of the current merchandise in bulk. Just let them know what you want. So... Go support this small, woman-owned family business by following Literary Souvenirs on social media and checking out the goods on Etsy. You won't regret it. A link to our show notes so you know where to go. She now is going to Thornback, right? So she's like in a carriage. So, so hold on. There are two, because there are still two timelines. So, right. So there's 19 year old Jane and there's 18 year old Jane. And 18 year old Jane is like the grown up version of the eight year old. And she has taught it. She's graduated from the abusive school. She's taught at the abusive school. And now she's going to be a governess at, yes, we can call it Thornback. I have to call it Thornback. Let's call it Thornback. I'm so sorry. The, the only evidence melody of that in the movie is that the the little girls are like, "Thank you, Miss Air. Thank you, Miss Air." And they would only call her Miss yeah, Air yeah, if she yeah. was a teacher. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, and then so. she does make eye contact with one of her chief abusers, and yes. and then she just says goodbye, goodbye, which I feel yeah. like is very. That's that's like a right. That's a yeah. England Times rude. That's like a you mean nothing to me, right? <laughs> and I looked up the actress who played Miss Scatchard, and she only plays mean mm. people. Interesting. And I feel like someone give this lady a job yeah. where she can be nice. I bet she's a talented actress yeah. who can play nice. Maybe she picks yeah. the jobs. Right? Maybe she likes getting her mean out. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. True. Maybe but she's then, such an angel every, everywhere else. But then the best casting decision reveals Is it Judy itself. Dench? Because Jane... It's yes! Judy Dench! I was like, Judy oh, Dench is I, here. Judy. I, I couldn't believe that Judy Dench hadn't been in this movie yet. And then I was like, oh, finally, Judy Dench is here. I felt My off kilter and strange. Is, Judy Dench is here, exclamation point. I also wrote, so, Judy Dench oh is finally here, exclamation point. <laughs> I wrote, then Judy Dench arrived, exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so she's going to be a governess for a ward of a Mr. Rochester. And yes. Vanessa, is yes. this his child? 
Or was he just the benefactor of a lady who had a kid already and then she died and he felt like he got stuck with her? What's the situation? Like, do you want to, like, time me so I, like, 10 seconds Please. I can try to do this? <laughs> do you want me to play, like, okay. do you want me to play, like, twi- twinkly music in the background? I don't know. I just could talk about this forever. We want to know. We like want to know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually asking. We're asking. <laughs> okay. So, Rochester spent several years traveling around Europe Hot. and having mistresses. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. had a Double mistress, hot. Celine Varin. Mm. And Celine cheated on him, and so he shot the man who he cheated with in the shoulder and in, like, a duel and cast Celine out. And then years later, he gets a letter from Celine that he has a daughter, Adele, and she doesn't want anything to do with Adele. The movie kills off Celine, says that Adele's mom is dead. That is not what's happening in the book. She's, like, living in the slums. And the book wants you to believe pretty hard that Adele is not his, that she looks nothing like Mr. Rochester, Mm. and that he just sort of felt bad for her and got this letter from Celine that Adele was living in the slums and that Celine was abandoning her child. And that Mr. Rochester, like, crossed the channel and went and got her, and they stayed in a hotel and got her a governess and is, like, this good guy. So you're telling me that it's supposed to show you he's a good guy. He's a grumpy man who will go to the ends of the earth for a child he does not like, god damn it, and then yeah. raises and he's, he's that rude child. To her. Point, point yes. of information, he's not above calling it. her stupid to her face, though. Like, she's not, he's not yeah, above face. being like, fuck no, this kid. she has no he's, talent. She's a total dick to her. <laughs> yeah. So, like, let's not give him any awards, okay? Like, no, 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 I'm no, certainly no. not. But in theory, <laughs> what we are supposed to believe is that he is raising the child of his ex-lover in the man who she cheated on him with. Shoot. I like it. But, you know, it's probably his kid also. <laughs> they have nothing in common. Uh-huh. The book wants you to know. They don't look anything alike. Okay. Whatever. All right. Ronte. Wow. Ooh, hmm. All right. All right. So this kid speaks French and no one else does except for Rochester. So she's been just like completely living a like <laughs> completely silent life. And then. Yeah. No, she has her private maid Sophie with oh, her. But I think Sophie she also doesn't speak English. literally doesn't. She doesn't speak English. So Sophie has like no lines in the movie. She's just hot in the background. Okay. I didn't realize that Sophie was her, her maid from France or a French Yes. So, okay, so then, like, Jane shows up, Jane speaks French and is going to be her governess, and then, like, immediately, this bitch is like, can I sing, can I do my singing and dancing for you? Um, Can I do a singing dance? I've been holding it back this whole time. And then she does the equivalent of what you and your girlfriends did when you did, like, a Spice Girls performance for your parents when you were in sixth grade. And it is bad, it and is Judy Dench is about as impressed sort. as I am. She does some she, great she, well, acting here. Judy Dench is scandalized. <laughs> yes. And her response is how French. How, how very how French. French. Um, <laughs> it is throwing major shade on the yes. French. Oh, yeah. They're like all slutty. Adele tells So now Oh yeah, go ahead. Adele tells Jane about a scary story about a lady that has dark hair and blue eyes and comes to suck your blood in the night. And Jane's just like, ha ha, what yeah. a funny story. It probably has nothing to do with the strange noises I hear from the attic all night, all the time. Correct. Um, yeah. Let's see. And then my favorite, 
I think the movie handles this moment well because Jane is telling Adele a story about a, a scary creature, mm-hmm. cr- creature called the guy trash. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it's scary. It'll attack you on the roads with a traveler. And then Adele gets scared and Jane's like, it's just a story. Right. And then... Adele tells Jane the scary story of a woman with dark hair who roams the house and is like, haha, it's just a story. Mm-hmm. But that, right? So there's this, like, you're sort of led to believe, like, these are just scary stories in this old haunted right. house. I, li- I mm-hmm. like the way the movie does I really it. liked it too. Yeah. Um, the next scene is one of my favorites, honestly, because Jane is forlornly looking off into the horizon. <laughs> and Judy Dench. It's a big Moana. Oh, moment. it's a Moana. She talks about that mm-hmm. horizon and it's as far as she can go. Why can't? And then she has a sense and sensibility moment, that little sister, where she's like, why can't ladies have adventures? Men can have adventures. And she's like, yeah. I love that she tells Judy Dench, like, she's never seen a city. She's never talked to men. To man. Ooh, I've never spoken shit. with men. And I think I might die without mm-hmm. ever talking to a dude. And mm-hmm. and this is my favorite. It's the most English thing I've ever seen in my life. Judy Dench says, a nice robust walk and some exercise, some fresh air. That's what you that's what you've got to do. <laughs> so oh, I don't know. That's what this feminism. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's because she wants her to take out the fucking mail yeah, is the mail. reason why. Yeah. It's it's oh, it's so good. It's such an agenda. It's like I came in here with this letter. Now it's awkward. What do I do? Perfect. I just it was a boss moment from Dench, and I loved it. Made it made me so happy. Oh my god! But then we have the big meat cute. We do. <laughs> is that what we call this? Yes. It's we the do. cutest meat. Yep. Aaron, it really take, is. Take it, Vanessa. Please take tell it. us everything. Well, so Jane is you don't on want her me to walk. tell it. Jane is on the walk that will end patriarchy, right? And uh-huh. she is walking through the woods and on Hill Lane, and she turns around, and a horse is there. And there's a man on the horse, and there's a dog, and the man falls off the horse. The horse falls, which I always hate seeing that in movies. The man who the horse fell on. Is Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it is. To be clear, one of the hottest men alive. Thank you. Yes. And to be clear, Mr. Rochester is literally is supposed to be ugly, but that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. So it's played by Michael Fassbender, but like picture Adam Driver if you want what? a more accurate. <laughs> Listen, hey, hot this is the ugliest Michael Fassbender has been. That's they, true. They uglied him up. They did. Pretty good, they tried. I think. They tried by giving wise. him mutton chops. Yeah, yeah, I think the hairstyle, I think that they, just they how frowny he made himself. a tiny bit, I yeah. feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's like, hey, girl, um, will you bring me that horse? And she's like, I have never seen a horse flesh. I cannot. But she does all of that with her eyeballs. And it's like a hate uh, yeah. eyeball at him. Yeah. And what, Aaron? <laughs> you guys are, listen, he fucking, okay, first of all, they're the only two people for so far, okay? Yeah. He's riding on a horse. Her back is turned. He rode that horse directly fucking at her. No, it's like, foggy. It's super foggy. It was not that foggy. Apparently it's it was foggy super enough. foggy. <laughs> and then this horse that's like apparently very unpredictable, he's like, go get me that horse. And then she shows the slight hesitation and he's like fuck you like i swear this is this is not a meat cute but this then was a no show. what he says is and we find out later that like at first sight he was like bewitched by her or something like now that. we know that but it, but i'm reading back into it okay so what ha- 
happens is he's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to get that horse. That's fine. Why don't you come over here and get me, girl? Love that. And then, yeah, and then she does a snuggle on him all the way to the horse. It's nice. <laughs> okay. What I love about it is how awkward they both play it. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to have to make use of you and, like, essentially use her as a crutch. Uh-huh. And she looks like, holy shit, this man weighs so much. <laughs> and he looks like, god damn it, she's tiny. Like, neither of them look happy with this. But just like a minute ago, she was like, I've never talked with men. And now she's all snuggled up in Michael Fassbender's armpit. She is mm-hmm. inhaling what a change. his pheromones as we speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. seriously. So then it turns out that that man is Mr. Rochester. She doesn't know that the man who fell off of his horse is her boss. Mm-hmm. But she goes home for mailing the letter. And Mr. Rochester's in the house. And she's like, oh, my God, it's him. And yeah, and I didn't just like him. he sprained his ankle. He's pissed. He fell off his horse. Yeah. Some bitch helped him, and we didn't like. I named, and she's like, oh, I it's boss. me. <laughs> um, so then they have this fireside oh, scene where he's like, "Come sit by me and let me talk to you." He starts off by being like, "Hey, I did talk French to this dumb, dumb, dummy, dummy. talentless <laughs> idiot." Here and I see that you've done your best um, she, you, to help this dumb she's idiot child nominally over. Yeah, the past even though three. she has no she's talent, she's not bright and has no talent. <laughs> is the yep. exact quote. <sighs> and then he asks Jane what her tale of woe is. Yes, because all governesses have one. He is surrounded by women. Like, mm-hmm. a, like Judy Dench is there, Sophie the maid is there, Adele, Jane, Leah, the housekeeper. It is just like six women standing around waiting to please him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I won't be pleased. I'm grumpy. Truly. Well, he says something like, I can't talk to any of these bitches. Yeah. Are you going to be like somebody who I can talk to? I don't or like, like what? simple I know. old ladies. I don't like children. Meanwhile, Judy Dench is right there. And she, like, you can see her hear him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he's and like, so mean. So maybe maybe you can be a person that I can tolerate. But here is what happens, and this is when he falls in love with Jane. I'm certain of it. He's okay. like, you bewitched my horse out there, okay? And she's like, I did no such thing. And then he says, yeah, were you out there looking for your people? And she's like, I have no people. I'm big orphan. And he yeah. says... He says, no, I'm talking about the elves and the green folk and, like, the blah, blah, blah. And she says, the sad truth is they're all gone. Your land is neither wild nor savage enough for them. Oh, Jane! And he's like, mm-hmm. she can improv. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She went to Second City. She can yes and the right. shit out of me. She, yeah, he just, she just ne- yes anded her way into my pants is what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he says her art is weird. He looks for her art and he's like, your art's weird. Yep. Um, It's great stuff. Also, I do love that she says she has no tale of woe. Comma, just dead parents and an auntie right. cast me out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and got school. beat regularly. Yeah. 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 But I do uh, love, I love the line, that. Why? maybe you both can help me learn about me right now. Mm. Because why do I find this line so hot? So he's like, where do you get your pictures from that you paint from? And she says, my head. And he goes, that head I see now on your shoulders. Why? Yeah. Do I find his incredulity? No, it's good. At her talent, hot. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'm. What so, is, I don't know. I don't right? know. No, but he said it, and I was like, Michael Fassbender. How could you? Oh, it's. it's okay, sh- I think it shows that he's. Lo- here's Michael the thing. Fassbender. Here's the thing. Mm. It's England times, right? Right. Yeah. 
And he he's is telling noticing her, her anatomy in front that of her. He looks at her shoulders. Yeah. He's yes. telling her he sees her body. He's looking at her shoulders. He's looking at her neck. I'm serious. <laughs> and she's yes. sitting there. Like, she's uh-huh. like collarbones out, you know, like, yeah. and, you know, her chest is heaving a little bit and mm. he's looking at it. He, t- he tells Here's her that she blushes. the subtext of that scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I actually have a question about that. Yeah. Why has... You know, remember in the 80s when people vomited in movies, they would do it off screen. Yeah. And then in the 90s, we all got very realistic vomit. And now, like, everyone's vomiting. Yeah. And, like, so now it's, like, projectile. It's uh, it's so realistic. Yeah. Why, why are we all just supposed to suspend our disbelief when it comes to blushing? Right. In movies. He's like, you're blushing. And I'm like, I can see her face. She's not blushing. Nothing is. changed. I'm like, why real vomit? Why not, like, put some rouge on the girl between mm-hmm. takes? This is what we were saying. Listen, I know that you're not around for our Patreon episodes, but we just watched, well, we're going through Crash Landing on You, which is a K-drama oh, that's fun. on I Netflix. Oh, yeah. But every time somebody gets drunk or embarrassed in Crash Landing on You, they do such a great job with the makeup and reddening people's faces. And I don't know why. This is what why I don't want. we do If that. it's just that production or it's K-dramas, you know, in their entirety, because I haven't ever seen another one. Mm-hmm. But, like, we need to start doing that more <laughs> because it's really effective. Truly. I love that this is a passion, com- like, yeah. idea. <laughs> I, I really We've found had my this conversation. Yeah. We've had this actual conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me... So happy. <laughs> but I will say a line that is in the book that is not in in the movie, mm. and it's a big mistake, is he looks at her and goes, I don't know. What do you think? Ooh. And I feel like that's all any woman in the world uh, yeah. wants to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. So next morning, gunshots. Yeah, we've got domestic He's just shooting guns like randomly. Badminton and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Badminton with a shuttlecock that has actual feathers on uh-huh. it? Cool. Yeah. But no net? But whatever. Erin oh, is this? like, if it's not a competition, I don't want to watch it. I mean, that's that's her whole well, point. That's, that's her whole thing. That's incredibly insightful <laughs> for only knowing me. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> you really hit her where she lives on that one. I, I didn't mean to call you out. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. You just, you just read me like a book. It was, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> Um, I think actually this next conversation is when he says the thing about how he doesn't like kids or old ladies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, but because this is the one so where he asks Judy Dench if she finds him handsome. Oh, and she's my. like, nah. Yeah, and he's like, what's wrong with me? I don't, I don't get. Am I not handsome? Wait, but let's talk about male entitlement here because he is yeah. supposed to be actually ugly. And then he says, what fault could you possibly find with me? I have all my limbs and all my features still. You don't think he's being kind of cheeky? He is being cheeky. You don't think he's cheeky. being kind of sarcastic? No, he, he is. I know that. Mm-hmm. But okay. it's so funny to me that, like, that's actually true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Especially like, in that I'm time this guy, period. He has all his limbs. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Also... Well, it's also interesting because the book ends and he does not have all his limbs. So this is also... Really? Yes. Mm. Oh, when the so, book ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When the book ends. Right, right, right. Mm. Can I just say that this is the point in my viewing where I Google J- uh, Dame Judy Dench. Yes. And her daughter's name is Finty. Finty? Finty? Brit- she goes by Finty. F-I-N-T-Y. I don't think it's her real name. Wow. You know how British people do that? Like They're Muffy? like, yes, this is my uncle, Tubbs. Right. And you're like, what? <laughs> So, Dame Judy Dench, it's like England and Finty. Mississippi, like have more in common than you'd think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's really funny. It's so good. So, 
So then, but this is the one where he says her gaze is very direct yes. and he wants to draw her out. Oh, boy. And treat her like an equal because he's impressed uh, how directly she speaks. And Jane has this great feminist moment. Mm-hmm. She's He's like, you're weird for a governess. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Every woman is like me. Yeah, you yes. right. She's like solidarity. Yeah, yes. he's like you're special, and she's, she's like, like I'm not special. We're right. all awesome. I am like other. I girls. am that kind of girl. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's so good. But then he says so something good. that's pretty rough, nah. where he says, "I envy you because like fate dealt me a blow 15 years ago, and like my life sucks." And like, what does he think her deal is? Sir. Because like <laughs> he knows her whole deal. <laughs> Like, Sir. come on, man. Yeah. Straight white man problem. Yeah, he's yes. like, he's like, you're so fresh and nubile. Almost verbatim. <laughs> you can't, f- yes. I will fight you on this. He basically says that. <laughs> and he says, and your breasts are so pert. He basically <laughs> says that. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, I know. But can he talk um, about seeking pleasure? Uh-huh. He's <laughs> like, I, I was not, I could never have happiness because I did get dealt this big blow 15 years ago. Fate dealt Felt me it. a blow. Yeah, yeah. Fate, fate dealt it to me. And so instead, I just seek pleasure. And she's like, mm-hmm. she says, like she pushes back on that a little bit and he's like but jane what if it's like the freshest most innocent cherry poppinest pleasure you've ever known (laughs) (laughs) yeah because she she says this kind of like rochester (laughs) well but she says i have no wish to talk nonsense yeah and Mm -hmm. like pieces out she's like this you make no sense sir bye right she's like i don't think i have the vocabulary for this no. Yeah. Her She's whole like, knowledge of sex is that painting in the hallway. Oh, my God. That she keeps, she like, keeps going up to. That by. sexy painting that she keeps tweaking. <laughs> she keeps tweaking those painting candles. Oh, it's also, good. <laughs> why does the woman in the paintings not have pubic hair? Right? This really bothers me. I know. Same. That's an incredible... Huh. No, same. The, before anyone thinks that I'm the weird one, the film shows you this painting very up close oh, three times. It gets personal in there. No yeah, one yeah. listening to this is going to think you're the weird one. <laughs> yeah, you're one. right. They, they, know, they know who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. We're going to get an email telling us exactly why there's no pubic hair. And I love we'll that. Please email Please us. forward that email to me. I will. I want to mm-hmm. know. We will. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he this tells her scene. she's a curious bird that if let go will soar free, blah, 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 blah. She checks out that porn painting. I mean, blah, blah, blah. She splooshes so hard when he <laughs> yeah, says she slides that right if, off that chair. That if you were free, you would you would fly cloud high, he uh, says. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, Mr. Rochester. comma. Comma, yeah. but you work for me, but and so instead, you, so instead you are in the confines right. of this house. Right, right, right. And she's like, I would know more about bird flight patterns if John Reed in the first scene had <laughs> right? taken my bird book and smashed my head. I would know so much about the kingfisher. I, I would know what that is, <gasps> but I yeah. don't. It's true. What are birds? <laughs> but it would have been really great if she said, what are birds? Oh, boy. It's July, folks. That means new Bonkers Book Club selections. And let me tell you, our cup runneth over. First, there's a historical smorgasbord. You get the entire box set of Nicola Davidson's Surrey SFS series. If you're not familiar, that stands for Sexual Freedom Society. This box set includes five ridiculously spicy historicals, with a variety of gender pairings and trios and so much more that makes my heart sing. 
Then Jenny and Katie are offering up one of their all-time favorites, Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark. That's the mafia book where the heroine accidentally sets the hero's house on fire and then makes sure her mouth is full of strawberries because she knows he's extremely allergic. Best wedding kiss ever, right? And then we decided to do a little bonus. We wanted to see if audiobooks are something you'd like as part of book club. And Kay Lorraine and Meg Ann have a series called The Mate Games. You get to listen to book one, Obsession. It's a paranormal reverse harem that's done with duet narration. And the cast of narrators is insanely good. So, Joybringers have tons to look forward to. If you want to join, check out our website. The link is in the show notes. In asleep. Well, I think he's three smoke inhalation. Yeah, I think it's mostly he, smoke, inha- smoke inhalation. You know what? But sure. Too? Jesus. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to come it's in just, with your It's accuracy. a very, it's a smoky scotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mezcal or yeah, something exactly. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she wakes him up. Um, so she yeah. wakes him up. She who didn't at that abuse school there were no fire safety classes because no. she just keeps throwing cups of water on this. Uh, <laughs> Do you think that one of the things inferno. that she throws is, is his piss? Uh, is his yes, bed pan? That's my yeah. question. Mm-hmm. I, okay, Whew. great. Yeah, because um, it's like a big thing of water, and then it's another big bucket, yeah. and I'm like, that's pee. <sighs> that's definitely yeah. Uh, we hope it's just pee. Let's just. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just think of <laughs> I, I'm sorry no, that you're I've here for there. this, <laughs> but because it would get so there. stinky, oh and then their like romance moment after this would be so stinky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and but like anyway. the smell of the fire. Anyway, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's burnt he, at that point. But he <sighs> went to fire school because he's like, let's snuff out. Yeah, the he he stomps it out with a curtain or a rug or something yeah. like that. I think with the hanging from the bed. Oh, yes, yes. And then it's a fancy bed with curtains. Right. And then she does see roughly an eighth of his booty. Mm -hmm. So do we. We do, too. He's wearing a nightgown, and it Mm -hmm. it has a very high slit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. you see a little pinchable area. Oh, boy. A little... I loved you had crab it. claws. You could get right in there. Loved it. Yep. And then they do share a heated gaze in their night things. Well, first he says, stay here. Don't fucking move. And I will be yeah. back. No, no, yeah. like, explanation, nothing. So by the time he gets back, she's, like, asleep and shivering. He puts his shivering. jacket on her. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. She's shivering in his coat, asleep. And then he comes in, and he's like, do not speak of this to anyone. Like, that's what yeah. he, that's it. And then she's like. And then he takes her hand. Yeah. And says, I have a pleasure in owing you my life. Uh-huh. That's the next morning, isn't no, it? No, no, no. That's no. Then. Oh, it's oh, when she walks because, out. Because oh, she's like, says, okay, sir, you are actively yelling at me, so I'm going to yes. leave. It seems like you need some alone time. And then he stops her, and he's like, oh, are you leaving me, Jane? You're leaving me like this? No. Do not walk past me right. as if we are strangers. Dying by say. fire is a horrible death. Yeah. And you have saved my life. I have a pleasure, have pleasure. in owing Ugh. you my life. And, 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 listener, while this is happening, Michael Fassbender is very subtly just, like, bringing her closer, bringing their faces closer to one another. Their faces <gasps> are so close. And they're tilting, and he tilting. Wants, 
her to close that gap oh my God. so much, He's, but she doesn't no. because, again, her knowledge of smooching and sex does come from that weird painting. I don't know that she even knows about kissing. I know, right? And then she says, I am cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay. All right. You can go. Get out of here. And when also, she doesn't gets- he look like he's wearing eyeliner? Yes. He just looks so good. He's so hot. Oh Every boy looks better with eyeliner. It's I know true. it's a yes. hot take, but it's my take. No, it's true. And um, It's true. But when she oh, gets back so good. to her room... It looks like she is contemplating masturbating for the first time in her life. It's great. Yes. It she so I agree with you that he fell in love with her with the green imp, yeah. you know, they're all gone. She is now in love with him. Yes. Right? This like I have a pleasure in owing you my life mm-hmm. almost kiss. She's like, that's it, I'm in. I Which is kind of nuts because like I there's a lot of questions. Like, how start <laughs> fire? Why fire? Where Rochester? Why Jane go? can't like, talk about? <laughs> yeah, what? You Why know, so like she's silence? she's in love, but I feel like there's an asterisk that's like questions need to be answered. Sure, but haven't you seen Speed? Of oh, yes, we all know that traumatic events bond people that's together. True. Mm-hmm. I learned that mm-hmm. from Keanu Reeves telling Sandra Bullock that <laughs> Sandra at the end Bullock of Speed. Speed. That is an educational <laughs> so, film. It is. It's uh, the documentary. A documentary, Speed. right? Taught me that. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. We've really okay. found some soulmates here. <laughs> I really thought you were going to think Doing I'm a big dummy. I'm very excited. Has really bonded us. <laughs> true. It's true. Brought down all the barriers. Okay. Okay. So the next morning, Dench is like, "Listen, he's leaving again. He leaves for a year all the time, and he never comes back." And Jane's like, "What? This sucks." Um, but then he comes back like real fast, like weeks later, and then he invites her to a fancy dinner um, yeah. where people are like, "Man, governess is am I oh. right? <laughs> they fucking wait, wait. suck." One in their thing uggos. that you so <laughs> sorry, Mrs. Ju- Dame Judy Dench is like he left. He's going to the to Blanche yes. Ingram's house. By the way, Blanche Ingram is hot, and they oh, right. went sang a duet together. Oh shit! Which I think is just like public orgy. Agreed. And then she says. And they made a lovely harmony. <gasps> Judy Dench, don't talk dirty like that. I know. That's like beast so, with two then, backs territory over to- there. Totally. Jeez. But then, Aaron, you're right. Then I just wanted to add that because no, Blanche Ingram that. is one of the hot ladies that comes to the Yeah, party. and so she's like, oh, no. The boy I have a crush on did bring another girl to my house. Yeah. And that's and super yeah. rude. She's making fun of me. In front of me. Yeah, and he's not saying Everybody else, like, looks real nice and, like, fancy dresses and stuff. She didn't have a fancy dress. She's just wearing her, like, regular everyday dress. And everybody's talking. And she doesn't know how to, like, rise to their conversation. And then they start just shitting on her. So then she leaves. And he chases her. Which, we have a policy on the podcast that you never leave expecting a man to chase you. you. But Jane did not expect him to chase her. She just wanted to leave the party. Yeah. It was a surprise. surprise She liked it, but it was surprising. (laughs) Yes. So he's like, why did you leave the room? And she was like, I'm tired. And he says, you're pale. And she's like, I'm fine. (laughs) And he's like, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. didn't say hi to me when I came here. (laughs) You didn't say hi to me. (laughs) Truly. It's not a great look, Mr. Rochester. No, and And it's also so weird. You're her boss. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you have the power. So then he just casually is like, hey, um, just like, I just was wondering if, like, everybody in my life left me, like, where would you 
be. Yeah, everybody thought I was like <laughs> the worst person in the whole wide world with no morals, and they just like left. Yeah, me like what dying would your deal be? Would you like also leave me, or would you like stay? Or like, what's the deal there? And she's like, I would stay for you forever, all the time. And he's like, mm-hmm. cool. And she's like, because I would stay for any of my friends, right? Just any friend. Yeah. You've been a good friend. And he's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, some cool, some <laughs> some mystery man from Jamaica is here, and I have to go talk Mr. about Mason. that. Mason, yeah. 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 And his response is, Jane, this is a blow. And like not in a sexy way. No. It's so funny. And when when Mason comes in and they do their like hug or whatever, and then he leaves the room, he just stomps out of the room. He doesn't even say bye to Jane or like look back or anything. And it's like, you're pissed that she didn't say hi to you in a crowded dinner party Mm -hmm. where she didn't really understand why she was even there. You're not even going to say bye to her? No, now now she's back to being a paid subordinate, as she puts it. Yes. Well, also, why doesn't Mason get clothes that fit him? Right. Is he borrowing his big brother's clothes? Has to be. It's possible. (laughs) Yeah. Because they are enormous <laughs> on him. Honestly, I think what happened is that he forgot, like, what Britain is all about. And he came over yes. on that boat, didn't pack right, and then uh-huh. got there. And mm-hmm. he was like, great uncle Frederick, do you have literally anything that <laughs> anything, I can put on my I body? I'm cold. <laughs> I'm cold. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I didn't see that, but I didn't watch the DVD director's cut. (laughs) I mean, you really got to do your homework for heaving bosoms. I'm sorry. I love it. I love that you did it. I just had faith that you would. I know. I know. Well, I am am a scholar, you know? Yeah. We all are. She is roused in the night because Mr. Mason has gotten double stabbed once in the back and once in the neck. Right? Ooh, just so you know, the neck is a bite. That's a bite. Oh, oh shit. Because and the oh, doctor that makes sense. Like, the, the doctor flesh says is it's a torn. bite. There's yeah. a laceration so, and a tear. Oh, so yep. he's wow, stabbed so. in the back and bitten in the neck. So he calls Jane to his bedchambers where this man is dying. He's bleeding, bleeding everywhere. Dying. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I just have to so so Mason's gotten stabbed and bit. Yeah. The whole house knows. Like the whole house hears. Right. And Rochester is like, everything's fine. Everyone like, can go jazz back hands, to bed. Go to bed. Yeah. Look over <laughs> here. You. But then he's like, Jane, come with me. You yeah. can tell no I one. Slut Brant Blanche is like, is there anything I can do? I could be like, the lady of the house. I'm, I'm sure in of my it. bed clothes. Oh. May I? How do you like these these curlers like, are in the my fuck hair? Fuck out of here. Yeah. Anyways, he's not into it. So, and he's like Ms. Poots. Yeah, go back to Ms. bed. Poots. Lady. Poot off. You know? <laughs> so then <clears throat> he's this is like, this is listen, I was very pro Jane this whole movie. This stretch. And oh, Vanessa, thank you. I need you to know that we've had a long, we've had a run here of like several episodes of people neglecting to provide basic first aid basic. to others <laughs> due to romance plots. In a, it, and it hurts. Aaron can't. He asks her. He's like, tend to, to him. clean the fucking wound. Please tend to this man. He's bleeding from his spinal cord. Right. And she's like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And then she's like, and she's like, do I look behind that? Do I hear a for a while somewhere and a then somewhere else? She just fucks off while the guy's like, yeah. She just like starts walking around being like, is there anything behind this tapestry? 
<laughs> and then she's like, Jane no. does not give a fuck no. whether this man lives or dies. And then he she comes out. Rochester comes back and he's like, hey, how's the patient? And she's like, sleeping? She's like, fuck if I know. Question mark? I don't know. He's been fine. Was I, I supposed to do something? Maybe Did you he's give me a task? Passed out because of blood loss. Listen, it's not clear. Don't. I do not love it. <laughs> so I do think a lot of time passes. It's supposed to be like three or four hours, and so I think that she's like stopped the bleeding oh. and then goes and looks behind the tapestry, right? Because it's it's like two in the morning when the scream, and then it's light right. out when they get him out. But I, but I, that does I, not I, translate in the film. It does not translate no. in the film. I, there's something later that I have a question about with lighting confusion <laughs> in the film. Starts to touch him with the rag and then like looks and then up here's at the like a, and a, then just a, fucking a, drops it. Somewhere. Nope. And then, and then, so he gets tended to by doctor. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, um, he she's got like, bit. right. And then she's like, who that murderer though? Yeah. And he's like, shh. <laughs> They're outside. Um, I dragged so through they, life they, a capital they, error. <laughs> they've sent Mason off. They've like put him in a carriage, and Mason right. is trying to talk to Rochester and be like Rochester, and he's like, "Shut up, no, Mason! Go, actually, go, go!" We forgot to tell listener that when he's like, "Hey, tend to his wounds," he like dopes Mason up on a metric fuck ton of laudanum, and then he says, "You do not talk to her on pain of death." And Jane, you also do not say a word to him. And I was like... And they listen. I know. Jane does not find this suspicious at all. She's just like, okay, I am a paid subordinate, so I'm going to go figure out who's haunting your house (laughs) instead of doing my job. (laughs) So Jane and Rochester in the morning are, like, walking around this beautiful English garden. They've, like, sent Mason off. And they're, like, sitting outside on a beautiful sunrise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Mr. Rochester, who did that violence? And he's like, I cannot tell you. And he sits down on the stairs. Because it was you. Like, here's the (laughs) thing. Yeah, it is him. Ultimately, it falls on his shoulders. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair enough. I like that argument. But if you're Jane and you don't know that there's a crazy lady in the cupboard. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, it's like you were alone (laughs) with the person. Yeah. This guy came to see you. You were alone in a room with him. And now he has two stab wounds. Who did that violence? And then when he doesn't confess to you, you fuck off. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. It was him. <laughs> and then they're going to get married and he's not, she's not even like, can we have just a quick just conversation a, about like, like, are you a murderer? A sec. Yeah. She like never brings it up again. It's kind of great. Um. Okay. <laughs> so now he's like, Jane. Um, what would you do to assure my happiness? And she would like, I would do anything for you, sir. I would do anything that is right. And he's yeah. like, wow. That she has to add that because he might be a fucking murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's her being like, except I'm so cool and aloof that like I would except do that for hide any a body of my is what she's saying. She's saying, except lie to the cops or hide a body. That is what she is saying to him. She won't Which, do if you're not that. willing to lie to the cops or hide a body, then why? Get out. Mm. Hot take for this. Hot take. <laughs> He's Scalding like, hot. I've been miserable, but then I came home and I did meet the company of a, of a nice soothed. stranger who did a soothe my stranger. soul. And yeah. wow, now I think I want to marry her. Um, she is without soil or taint. Yeah, without soil or taint. Come on, purity culture. Go fuck off. With her, I feel I could love again. <gasps> mm, oh, my God. He says. And he's like, do you think that that I should, like, go for it, 
you know, or like, should I, should I go with convention? Should I hop over the obstacle in our path to attain her? And she's like, yeah, sure. I mean, she's rich and hot. Like, Like, I guess that's fine. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, who do you think I'm talking about? And she's like, Blanche Ingram. The lady, yeah. the lady you brought here, who's harmonized with you, yeah, you've he's harmonized like, together. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, and he's like, and he's like, Ugh, this bitch, and then he puts a flower in her hair, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't clarify and leaves. Well, it's a morning glory, which is a. I I googled this. <laughs> so I don't know anything about flowers. He puts a morning glory in her hair, mm. which. A morning glory is symbolic of strength and gives a person the power to realize their hopes and dreams. Stop it. I know. These flowers are resilient and they pass the power to the recipient. So he's saying, I want you to realize your hopes and dreams. Wow. You are a hot genius. Hot genius. I, Thanks, although, Google. I bow to your glory. So the Google was purple flowers found in England. And then mm. I brought the laptop to the screen to match Google image search. Just a scholarship. Just in the hopes that it meant something. You're incredible. Yes. You're incredible. And it did. I was just like, he gave her a flower, question mark. Moving on. <laughs> I, I think. Here's the thing. I wanted to bring here's something the to the table. Yeah, team. yeah. Rochester... He does this thing. She's like, you talking about Blanche or what's the deal? And then he's just like, ugh, like, gosh, I wish she could read my mind. And then he puts a random flower in her hair and is like, this is a morning glory. So she should know <laughs> that the, symbol- <laughs> the symbolism here is that she should take the reins. I just feel like he's really given her a lot of credit here for an 18-year-old governess who doesn't think anyone could ever love her, you know? Just saying. And... and- the next morning when she sees him, he's playing some kind of feather blow game with this slut. Like, he's like he it's wants her to think that... Slut shame the coot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't I mean to call her a slut. No. I, she's probably a virgin. I, that but that also, had nothing to do I also say slut with her in a sexual history. Celebratory way. I am. <laughs> yes. um, I'm. So, I'm so sorry. No. He's playing this blow the feather game with this cunt. Like, are we okay with that? <laughs> I'm into it. So much better. Um, That's all I want. No, I don't like Aaron. that either because it disses the female. Whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She sucks. Yeah. And with the meanie head. Yeah. And what's totally. Jane supposed to think? I know. I know. They're literally like, I mean, this this game feels very intimate and I don't super Mm -hmm. know why, but they're like actually trying to like blow a feather and keep it up in the air. And like he when he when she is like, excuse me, sir, he is down on one knee holding the feather up to her as if it's an engagement ring. Like true. Hate it. And then that bitch goes, does this creeping creature want you in regards to Jane? I could not believe it. And he does not say, go fuck yourself. He just says, Mm -mm. I'll be right back. So then she presents him with a letter and she's like, my terrible aunt who is terrible is dying. So I do believe I need to go and visit her. And then she's like, P.S. You have not paid me a single dime. No big deal. And I need like money to like get places. And There's no payment schedule at Thornfield. Oh my god! So I know. I just men doing the absolute least. I know. Like he's not even paying her. It's incredible. He owes her thirty pounds a year. <gasps> yeah. So then he's um, like, and then he tries to give her fifty. She won't accept it. So then he's like, fine, fuck you. Here's ten. I know. Ugh. I know. But then it does get cute. It does get cute because he's like, do you trust? He he says, I'm going to keep this 50 pound note and I'm going to keep it 
right in front of my heart, Jane. Wink, wink hard, right in my heart. I'm going to keep it safe for you because it's yours and it's near my heart. And then he's like, do you trust me to keep it? And she goes, not a wit, sir. I don't, like, you can't be trusted at all. And it's so cute. cute. And then she leaves without turning back. She does not say goodbye. She is a badass. And he's got, like, yeah. And he's got, like, heart eye emoji so Mm -hmm. hard. Oh, and he also tells her, don't stay too long. Promise me you won't stay too long. Ah! Yeah. So now we find out about another absolutely unforgivable injustice that her aunt did to her. Wow. Yeah, so Jane goes, and her aunt's on her deathbed, and the evil cousin who hit her with the book is dead, died of suicide. I will say that the aunt, Sally Hawkins, she's dying, and her bedclothes match the drapes. (gasps) Which that is an attention to detail. Can you imagine being like, I'm only going to wear pajamas that match the wallpaper? Incredible. <laughs> kind of love it. Such, yeah. Such a move. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, I broke two promises. I broke a promise to your uncle that I would raise you. And also I told your other uncle who wrote to me three years ago saying that he wanted to raise you and have you inherit all of his money. Super told him that you died of typhus. Yeah, like one third of all children in England, apparently. Jeez. Yeah. I can't get that so stat super out of believable. Wow. But, yeah. Yeah. And so and she's then like, she forgives her like an asshole. I know. Like, she's just like, you know what? On, Jane. You go be be at peace. I'm cool. We're cool. You are the worst still. Mm-hmm. Like that hasn't yeah. changed, but like over here, we're fine. I feel like Mia acts this so well because mm-hmm. she's like go in peace aunt but she's so pissed oh yeah and mm-hmm. immediately goes and writes to her uncle and is like my aunt is a lying bitch right. i'm fucking alive yeah. i live at thornfield yeah yeah oh so then she gets back though and he's like writing her a poem on a on a bridge <laughs> <laughs> and wearing a fantastic hat. wearing a fancy hat. In the hat. worst hat. Thank you. <laughs> He's wearing it. the worst hat. I love that it. Those straw wear. boys. Those England like, times straw like, boys. Like tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a tall straw boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oof. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> and he's smoking like oh, a wood missed- pipe. Oh, my God. He is. <laughs> Wait, though. What a fancy man. After she left that aunt, she does go read that bird book in the windowsill that she was never able to read before. And now she knows about birds. Thank goodness. And so when she gets back to Thornberry... She knows She gets to everything. fly wherever she fucking wants is what she can do. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. As evidence anyway. later, she needed that book, Erin, you're right. Yes. So he's like, hello, do you want to take my hand? I think you might be a, rom- a romance mirage. And she's like, oh, you're so silly. I'm so happy to be back. And, except they do it in like dour England language. And then she smiles she does. for the first time. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, my God. And then we get that that view of Michael Fassbender from, like, a little bit above. And he's, like, doing this slinky lean. And you can see, like, the line of his torso down to his high-waisted pant. Listen. <laughs> I may have paused. <laughs> I may have just, it like, taken so quite good. the gander. Um. <laughs> you ladies wanted things from this film that it was not giving you. <laughs> it was never going to give it to us. Um, Okay, so then Dench tells her that he is getting ready to get engaged to that cunt. She's like, the signs are Um, all there. He is is commissioning jewels. And so she goes to tell him, congratulations on your engagement. I do quit this job. (laughs) Then he full on chases her, like run down 
chases her. Jean is just concerned about Adele, though. She's like, you have to send Adele to school because Mrs. Poots is going to be mean to Adele. And so Adele has to go to school. Oh, yeah. And she's like, and Mrs. Poots isn't going to want me here. So I quit. Yeah, she's worried about Adele and Mrs. Poots. I thought she just meant when I go, like, Adele's not, like, super smart. And, like, she's... No, <laughs> so you probably, no. <laughs> she doesn't That's want her to Rochester do that. Have the same fate as as her to be. Mm-hmm. No, oh, to what does she say when she's a little kid? She's like, when I was with my aunt, I was solitary and unloved or something. And oh, unloved, and she just wants Adele to be loved at school. She doesn't want her yeah. to ever lose her spark to dance badly for all to see. You know. <laughs> That's what you got to you got to because of that. that false confidence she's probably going to be on so you think you can dance yeah. and like one of the ones that they just air to make fun of her and, and then her life will be ruined and then, you no, know and so then like, her whole life will be built Jane on the fact that. that like that he, she's going to get a huge social media following because of cringe porn yeah. people love a cringe mm. anyway i think you i think she's a future kardashian i think oh. you are I like this she could, tape. I think she's like sex tape to fame. I love this tape. <laughs> I think I love that journey for her. Yes. I really yeah. do. Well, yeah. stop, stop condemning her. Sorry, she's full Kim. It's you know. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Keeping up with Adele, I'd watch it. Ooh. Keeping up with Adele, I would watch that. Yeah, I don't right? watch the other one. I would watch that. No, yes. I think the other one's not on air anymore. Yeah. And okay, so now he's he's running her down. B- before she leaves, though, she turns back to him. She's like, "Congratulations!" And then she really starts tromping away, spits on him, yeah, and runs away, basically. So so he walks up to her and he's like, "Hey, girl, uh, it's beautiful here in the springtime, right? Like, you probably want to stay. Like, you want to rethink that whole thing." And she's like, "No, mm-hmm. I'm heartbroken. Cannot. Yeah, and then, cannot be here with you and your stupid wife." Yeah, and then he says, "He feel he's like, I've got a weird feeling about you." I feel like there's a string tied to right under my left ribs and it is knotted to a string that originates right around there on you. And if you cut the string, I think I will just start bleeding inwardly. Mm-hmm, I know. Mm-hmm. If we are too mm-hmm. far away, but the string will I would, break. Uh, I would bring bleed inwardly, but you would forget me. You would forget yes! me. Yes. He doesn't, because she's been cold, right? She's, like, mm-hmm. walked away after the fire and been like, mm-hmm. ah. And then she, he's, she's like, yeah, it would be nice to any of my friends twice. He mm-hmm. is not sure that she loves him back. But then she loses her mind. He's, he's also been, one like, very times. unclear up until this right. moment. He right. has. Oh, he's been gaslighting the shit out of her. He's <laughs> yes. been like, he brought Mrs. Poots over just to fuck with her. Yeah, and she's like, I could not ever possibly forget you. Like, this is the first time I have felt safe and stable, and I've had, like, any enjoyment at all, and I haven't been terrified, and I've met you, and I've gotten to know mm-hmm. you, and, like, I, I like it's been the big, biggest pleasure I've ever known, basically. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, well, then why are you leaving? And she's like, because of your wife. And then he says the words, I don't have a wife. And she says, <laughs> but you're going to get married to Blanche. What did I forget, Erin? I'm so sorry. No, no, no. But my favorite line yeah. was when she was like, that she cannot stay and become <gasps> nothing to him. Oh, my God. 
while he's married to this other woman, um, and that if God had blessed her with beauty and wealth, she'd make it as hard for him as it is for her. And I just thought that was a beautiful It line. is so beautiful. Well, and then she does her whole, you think because I'm poor, plain, and little that I am soulless and heartless, right? And then it's like, my soul, I do not speak oh to you God. through the conventions of mortar, mortal flesh. It is my spirit mm-hmm. that addresses your spirit. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so good. Oh, and then she goes, no, because it's my spirit and your spirit and we are equals. And he's like, yes, Yes. we Mm -hmm. are equals. And then he grabs her hand and then he pulls her up to him and she's fighting him. And she's like, I am an independent woman and I can go where I want. And he's like, well, Mm -hmm. then choose me. I offer you my hand. I offer you my heart. Walk beside me for the rest of our lives. Be my wife. La, 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 la. Yes, Mm -hmm. he does say that. That's right. He calls her his lovely, rare, unearthly thing, which you can buy on Etsy on every mug. Um, That is a thing that I recognized. Um, Nice. I was like, oh, it's that one with the unearthly one. (laughs) Um, And then she says, famous, I am no bird and no net ensnares me. And she's like, and Mm -hmm. I know that because I read Burke's book of birds and I looked at Mm -hmm. all the birds and none of them look (laughs) like me. Yeah. Not one of them looks like me. Right. Mm hmm. And I, I am although not she one. does kind of she is kind of birdie. She's a little bit birdie. <laughs> you know. She's like some, kind of birdie. Um so okay, so then Okay, so they then Judy Dench pulls her Wait, aside. Whoa, 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 Wait, no, 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 Judy Dench. Melody, shut it yeah, down. Oh my God, so right. she says, then sir, I will marry you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she goes in hard for the kiss. She's mm-hmm. like, I've stared at that painting night after night. I know what kisses are now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the wind I picks will up. Say, when they kiss a lot, she's very, like, she never really, like, gets in there for any of the kisses. She's always, like, leaned back. Mm. And I thought that was such, like, a not great choice for the movie. I would really like her to be leaning in more. But I feel like every time they end the kiss, it's because she's, like, getting away from him, huh. weirdly. Huh. I think she's I don't know. scared. I know, yeah, but, yeah, like, I feel like, it was clearly a choice. I feel like made. that first kiss, she's into it. She goes. Yes. Yeah, yeah no, yes. no. She definitely goes. She's into she it. Goes but up. she's just yeah. like, she's like, I don't, oh, this is like, I think she's yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah, I think she doesn't know how is how they're playing yes. it. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't, I wish she would have just kind of well, gone for it a little more. she's 40 she's 18. So. Yeah. 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 That is. But um, then, so, then it starts storming. And so they run and he uh, puts his hand coat hand. over her so she doesn't get wet. And then they run in and they do what Helen Zaltzman calls a rotato kiss, which is when they kiss <laughs> yes. and spin simultaneously. Uh-huh. And it's Can just I just very say cute. That when, when she grabbed his hand in the doorway and then ran with him, like through the kitchen or wherever, so I like. Cute actually literally cheered okay yeah mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but because i am who i am i was certain they were gonna go bone um no no yeah, no it's 18 yeah. this is a fast bender cock in. right i know i just listen mm-hmm. it was i was fine with it but i was like oh my god is jane like doing the whole thing but and what she does do which is my love Almost as ballsy is that after they get done kissing, Dench is in there and she just gives her full on eye contact of like, yep. Just like beaming smile at Judy Dench. Oh my gosh. So then the next day, Judy Dench is counseling her and she's like, listen, 
Oh, wait, the actual scene starts, it cuts to her saying, am I some sort of monster? Like, is it that weird mm-hmm. that he would love me? And Judy's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that, like, when I have seen this trope play out before, it usually ends with you having sex with him, him being like, jokes, and then you either dying of an abortion or, like, dying in a slum because you did have a kid mm-hmm. you couldn't support. And nobody yep. would. So, like, wait until that wedding to do sex with yeah. him. Yeah. And he's chopping up the dead tree that got struck by lightning. They were standing under that tree when <gasps> he proposed, and it got struck by lightning. <gasps> Why? Act of God. And it's a chestnut tree that got rended in half. I would not know any of that if I didn't have the book memorized. I uh, didn't even do, that do you think that that's a metaphor? I, d- I think mm. it might be a metaphor. Are you mm-hmm. serious? Wow. Yeah, he brought he's like metaphored at us. <laughs> she did. She metaphored right in your wow. face. Oh my god. I love that. And that was also not clear in the movie. Yeah, no, it's not um, clear at all. Here's here's the thing. She should probably not have sex no, before no, she should the not. wedding Mm-mm. because of what Dench said. Correct. What she should do mm-hmm. before the wedding mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. have a sit down about that attempted just murder. Chat. <laughs> just have a little little meeting right. where we just talk about just a coming together of minds. <laughs> there was no one else in the room but him. And right. maybe we should talk through what we call, in my world, a TikTok of the evening. Yeah. Exactly where were you Was in it five-minute increments Mr. Rochester with his teeth time. parts in the inner room? Because no one Was else it? had means or opportunity. Was it? So. <laughs> I would love if they added teeth to one of the, the weapons on Clue. Yeah, in Clue. <laughs> um, oh, but but she of- never mentions it. No, no, but can we talk about the very cute moment? So Mrs. Fairfax makes her feel bad. And then Jane is like pacing. And she's like, I don't even know what's happening. And Mr. Rochester rides up on his horse. And she's fretting. And he's like, oh, you missed me? And she's like, everything feels unreal. And he says, I'm real enough. And she cuddles with his thigh because he's on mm-hmm. the horse. He and is so on she's that horse. cheek to thigh. And Fassbender has a good thigh. He's got a nice meaty thigh to cuddle with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he just like strokes her hair. And I love that like a week ago she'd never been kissed and now she's full on thigh cuddling. Yeah. I feel like it shows that they feel very comfortable with one another. Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. I mean, as as will as will be said erroneously later, it is one soul recognizing another. In this situation. But I will say uh, one of my favorite parts of this whole thing is is he says, I'm real. And she says something to the effect of you're the biggest phantom of them all. Most phantom like of all. Oh, God. You know Mm -hmm. why? Because she can't trust him. Yeah, because she doesn't know anything about him. And there Mm -hmm. are creaks and bumps and maimed men. And he does keep alluding to like shit he won't tell her about. So (laughs) that is what she's saying. But now we have (laughs) a bunch of – we have just this like this montage of domestic bliss as Mm -hmm. their wedding approaches. She's drawing him. They're flirting. They're like frolicking in the fields of morning glories. It's great. And um, there's a mulberry tree blossoming. Yes. 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 One of those. Google that too. Amazing. Didn't, couldn't find anything interesting about them. Mm, but it's very pretty. And then it's wedding time. She's unpacking mm-hmm. that wedding dress. She is getting a fancy braid in her hair so that you can see the braid in front of the bonnet. You know, one of yeah. those. Mm-hmm. 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 And then the weirdest shit in the world happens. And I'm wondering, Vanessa, if you can explain it from a book perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. 
I thought she was like going out to the carriage to like get in the carriage to go to the church. Instead, he's like chatting with men about packing and stuff. And then apropos of nothing, almost like bowling down Judy Dench, he just like runs over to her, basically grabs her arm and then drags her on foot to the church. What Mm -hmm. is going on? So the carriage carriage is waiting for them to take them to the train station to take them to London for their their honeymoons. For the honeymoon. So it's packed up and it's packed up with a lot of heavy things. Like they, you actually see them loading in what's most likely a box of gold because like that's how you traveled. And so it's like heavy. But yeah, he most likely knows that Mason has sent a solicitor. And Mm. so he wants to get this done. Oh. oh my god, that's so much fucking worse. That's so much worse, Vanessa. <laughs> I think that's so day, much worse. He's like, that's right, because so when the solicitor comes, worse. should we tell the people what we're talking about? Because he does. He like runs. And he in runs. the book, she like almost faints because she's like in a tight corset and she's like, I can't run, I can't breathe. And he like lets her rest for a second. And then like what they a man keep running. You know? What a dream. He's like, boat. oh, I'm so sorry. I don't want you to faint. Aaron looks so Listener, turned on I right now. I cannot wait for you to see this, Aaron's face in the video. I cannot this wait. This fact has truly transformed my whole because I was kind I was like tentatively like muscling through being okay with it so wait what and what now changes? i am lost because it's unclear it's unclear why he's in such a rush we do not know for sure that he but that knows makes the most that mason sense. is coming yeah but he is in but a rush in the if, book as well but the the fact of her getting so like nearly passing out is like also a big problem like yes my god man like i i don't like him now i'm sorry <laughs> well so he no, tries I'm to sorry. rush through this uh, this wedding and nobody's there which i found to be weird and then um and he's like neither of them have anyone they have all no one servants. likes him no one's alive to like her judy dench would love to be there are you shitting me? Yeah. Adele Adele Dench has to deal to with there. the carriage and shit. I think that she's not he their friend. knows that he's committing a crime, attempting a crime, and he doesn't want anyone to be implicated. The first thing he says when he gets mm-hmm. caught, we have to tell the people. So mm. a solicitor comes in with Mason in his too big coat that he borrowed from his Uncle Frank. Right. And is like, Mr. Rochester, you can't get married. Your wife's alive. And Mason's like, saw her a month ago. She bit and stabbed me. in the jugular. And... Rochester, the first thing he says is sh- this girl talking about Jane knew nothing. Knew nothing. And she, so he says he thought every, she thought everything was fair and legal. She didn't know she was being duped into a marriage with like a, a fraudulent uh, wretch. Or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, fraudulent wretch. Oh then my he God. says, Accurate. Bigamy is an ugly word, but that is what I meant to be a bigamist. Oh. I know. <gasps> it's very. Yeah. Oh my god. So so, so then she's yeah. like a deer in a headlight, right? And he's right. like, and then then he does that. Let's drag everybody around again. So he's like, come, Jane, come, everyone, let's meet my wife. And so they rush back to the house. He's like, he's like batting servants out of the way. Get out of my way. Get out of my get out of here. One of the so, truly funny moments is yeah. when Adele throws the flowers. Yeah, Adele, and like, he's like, "You're 15 <laughs> years too late." And Adele's like, "I just wanted to throw some battles." Oh I okay. Aaron's I have a few really things. having a hard time. <laughs> I love I it. I am. 
I, I, I have a little, I have, listen, we learn in this cluster of scenes that Mr. Rochester's um, knee-jerk reaction when he is challenged with his own actions, his first impulse is always manual strangulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He does it to this brother. Yep. And then he does it to Jane later. So listen, if yeah, he does a strangle on her, he does it. It's he, not a serious does. strangle. It's, it's not a light a strangle. strangle. It is a. It is a strangle. It is a contemplation of the possibility of strangle. <laughs> <laughs> well, on our show, we do call it a light. That's a strangle. light strangle. Yeah, he holds um, her. Wait, that is the next scene. I'm sorry. I will sorry. fight you I know, about that later. later. Then this yes, cluster just, of things I'm we, gonna the fight you we one learn at a time. This. But yes, he definitely <laughs> goes to fight. I'm not going to fight you on the first strangle. He does a strangle. The, the fight or yeah. flight is for him manual strangulation, which it is a red flag. That <laughs> is a red flag. <laughs> then also, clearly, he's traumatized this woman with just the church scene, like these people coming in yeah, and being yeah. like, "He's married." And then he further traumatizes her by dragging her. Like, let's just everybody just calm down for a minute. Maybe he could sit down and talk to her Couldn't, about it. Can't before. possibly. Can't possibly. I mean, well, he's, my God. Well, so bigamy is a crime. And there's a solicitor there and a priest there. Yeah. And so he wants to be like, Still look. Is. Right? Oh. So, but he wants to be like, look what I was married to. Right? Oh. He's trying to make everyone pity him so he won't be charged with the crime. Well, or, and this well, is. He doesn't have to drag Jane there. No, no I agree no, with you. I'm just saying. No, but it's He's also going for like, pity I, points because it turns out that Bertha is a mad woman in the attic, right? And yeah. she has like a very mm-hmm. unclear mental health diagnosis and has right. been locked there. And we hear her caretaker, Grace Poole, being like, she's violent. She's not allowed any furniture because she'll whittle it into a. Into spear. a weapon, and I mm-hmm. let her into a spear, yeah, into a trident, yep. and then she's yeah. uh, wears a puka shell necklace. Just like Flipper Man. Bertha is in there just living her best life. <laughs> her best covered life. And what makes um, Aaron think this is the fact that Grace Poole goes, I do take her up to the roof to have a walk every day. Yeah. <laughs> that line well, yeah, in the background. Can ask for more, you know? <laughs> Well, so then she, she does. She doesn't. She it's clear she doesn't really know who's in the room or what's going on, except for the fact. And I have a question about this. this is the this is a legitimate question? Um, so she uh, snuggles on Rochester, and he's like my personal demon. And then, then she looks at uh, Jane. you know, cute girl Jane. Jane. Thank you. And then she spits something on her, and I yeah. was certain it was a fly. That yeah, was a live what, fly, it was a right? live fly, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm That's so glad you saw that too. We were yeah. all right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. All right. Well, then. Um. After she does get the fly split spit on her, uh, Jane does change her clothes out of her wedding dress. Yeah. Um. And she's, she's wearing had... two corsets. She know, takes off so a mean. corset and then she has another corset. It's so I'm like mean. this poor she's child. Had a bad day. Bad day. She's had yeah. a bad. Um, so you've had a bad day. Is about yeah. this. <laughs> it's about this day. Yes. Got yeah. it. He's laying outside her door in the nighttime. Then he's like, "Why are you crying?" Which is like, take a step back, yeah, sir. Can you not regulate my emotions right now? Yeah, he's like, "You should scream at me." Then she like nearly passes out because he's being so rude. Then he carries her. <laughs> oh my god! Then he tries to kiss her, and then it's like, rudeness. sir. All the time. CBS, pass out. 
this level of rudeness absolutely (laughs) um yeah he tries to kiss her and she's like wow can't do that Mm -hmm. and he's like well you you listen you know that like basically she can't even consent to marriage anymore she doesn't know where she is so like who would it offend if we lived together like what would it if she was my my favorite is that he says no no i'm gonna change he says um he says, do you love, do you love me still? And she's like, you, I mean, she, the emotion on her face is just beautiful. And then he says, then all like the formative things are the same, you know, like nothing except has for changed except for this one teeny legal thing. Time. He's like, just stay here and fuck me. Yeah. Like, it's fine. And she's like, it's not right. fine. Cause if, you know, I have to be married to you. And also you lied to me big time. Like, mm-hmm. I have a I have a question that I'm just going to say out yeah. into the world that there's no answer to. But she was, Bertha mm-hmm. was crazy when he married her, right? He just didn't know it, right? Well, how how long do you have? Infinity. I, there, everything. Because this is a question I need answered. So there are mountains of scholarship on mm-hmm. it. Um, there's a sort of fan fiction book that was written in the 1960s called Wide Sargasso Sea about Indeed. it by Jean Reese, who's a Creole woman, who, a white Creole woman, who wrote a book essentially saying that Rochester drove Bertha crazy. Love it. Um, that in what the Jean Reese theory, which again is like really just fan fiction, it's just very popular, well respected fan yeah, fiction, yeah. is that so. So what Rochester tells us is that Bertha's mother was crazy also and that he was told that she was dead, but it turns out she was crazy. And She was um, in a different you, cupboard. Yes, she was in another right. cupboard in Jamaica. Right. And, um, and that Bertha had a brother who died by suicide because he was crazy. Hmm. And in the Jean Reese book, she's like, well, Bertha's mother went crazy because her son committed suicide. And so it's Fair. all like trauma-based – Oh, yeah. Um, you know, PTSD, Responses, essentially. yeah. Yeah. And there were, like, anti-slave rebellions going on in Jamaica at the time. So right. it was, like, a very difficult time in Jamaica. And so, anyway, there there are different theories. The book, I think Charlotte Bronte wants us to think that she was crazy when Rochester married her. Yeah, because Charlotte he said, Bron- like, the- we, did, we barely spoke before the wedding. Yes. And, like, I lived with her for four years. And her temper ripened. Right. And the book uses all of – so Bertha's supposed to be a white Creole. But like contemporary ideas of white Creoleness was basically that you got like infected by the land and by the humidity. And the way that she's described with purple bloated features is the way that people wrote about alcoholism. So it's a very complicated – way that she's written about but absolutely Bronte wants you to think that he married a woman with mental health problems and that he quote unquote spared her the madhouse and like did the best that he could by locking her in this cupboard. Then I just want to say this out loud. It's Mm -hmm. your podcast. At Common Law, if you marry somebody who you think is sane and turns out to be insane such that they can't consent to the marriage and can't consent to Mm. or they're very violent or torturous or whatever it is he right. could get that marriage annulled. M- most likely not because um, money exchanged hands. That's what I was going to – yeah. But he did keep her fortune, yeah. right? And he, oh, yeah. He oh. kept all so her money. All I could so think was Bertha, he didn't want to get this thing annulled because he needed her money and then he stuffed her in a cupboard. Money. Well, it was his dad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, shit. So his dad wanted him to get the money. Then his dad and his brother died. But he didn't want to give up the money even though he inherited all the other money. If you're Bertha, you get married off to a guy for a lot of money in Jamaica. You've never mm-hmm. met him. And then he, after four years, kidnaps you, takes you to England, takes locks you, you England. in an attic, and takes all your money. Yeah. And no shit, you bite and stab your brother when you see him because that asshole's letting it Mm -hmm. happen. I mean, Rochester does say you guys are here 15 years too late, which I think is well um, taken by me. But I I think one thing that's kind of left out from this movie slash book maybe is like, he did take that money though. Oh, yeah. Oh, he super took the money. Whoa. Not to be a dick. You you should listen to my podcast. Because the yeah. episode where we find out about Bertha, the last line of my opening monologue is, he, and he, something like, he kidnapped her and kept I all will the listen money. to that episode. Like, he, oh, he yeah. kept every fucking cent. Absolutely. And Incredible. it's all slave money, right? It's Jamaica yes. slave trade money. So yeah. it's dirty money. And Ugh. Bronte knew all of this, right? Like, Bronte could have made Bertha an English woman mm. who went crazy and he had to lock her in the attic, right? She's, like, trying to do political things. She's fucking it up. Like, she's not sure. She's not doing a great job, but she is trying to be progressively political. Got There's it. what Miriam Burstein calls an ideological horizon that she cannot see past. And that oh. is definitely like evident in her writing, but she's trying. She's trying. Wow. So, but Rochester sucks big time. But aren't you totally compelled by his speech? Whom would you offend by living <sighs> with me? I'm like, no one. Whom? Go! Jane. And oh she says, God. me, okay, me. So I would offend. Yeah, me. Yeah, this guy. I must respect yeah. myself. This guy. Yeah. So this is when she packs. But her this is also when right he does up. the light she ties strangle. That handkerchief on a yes. stick. So this is the second. Oh, because he begs her. He so begs her with his hand her to her by neck. The neck, and he says, "I could bend her with my finger and my thumb, but what good would it do? It is her soul I mm-hmm. want." So he's like, "I could murder I could, you. What I could but I don't do want because you, finger and but thumb. I don't want to snuff out that would, soul. Would do the the yeah. jugular there, and you could die. I think." What he's saying is, I could rape you, and then you would have to be with me. But I don't. Is I that worse? I don't know. What a charmer this guy! I think that's what. I don't think he's threatening her. I think he's thinking. Mm-hmm. You think he's like gaming everything out? Yeah, he's like, how can I keep her? I love huh. her so much. I could rape her, but no, I want her to come to me consensually. Mm-hmm. So that <gasps> he won't says work. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that is literally what he is wow. thinking. Oh, is he's wow. gaming out? I raping her won't get her the way I want her to come. Yeah. Yeah. But what she says, right? He's like trying to kiss her and she says, God help mm-hmm. me. Yes. And it's sh- Mia again is just so mm-hmm. good, right? And it's she like heart wrenching pushes him off of her and just runs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she does get that stick and that handkerchief and <laughs> she ties it up and she gets on her way. And she's and she gets on a train. And then oh, we yeah. see the same Starts stuff from the beginning. Kansas. <laughs> Yes, we go through the whole scene, except it's, like, more mm-hmm. now. Great stuff. Okay, but this is a moment that I'm like, is this continuity, or are they doing something? She lays down on a rock to die. Yeah. And then she turns over, and, it's and she's in the middle of Heather. I thought yes. that they show. I thought they were trying to say that she did this multiple times. Yeah, I, that's what I thought, okay. too. <laughs> I was yeah. like, there's no way that they made a mistake this big. So like, she laid down to die on a rock a lot. The self-indulgence of white women, though. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's a homeless. 
Yeah, I know, homeless like, and has no reference or money or anywhere to go. I think I'm gonna lay down in this in this bush and just cry. Well, cry I, I feel like it's more I'm, like the the late teens, <laughs> early twenties. Uh, like I think oh, it's more about that. her youth than anything. Because man, yeah, if I had a field of heathers to like lay in and just sob and sob and sob about I mean, a boy breaking up with me, don't you want that oh, now? Have yeah, been there yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs> You're right. It is an age thing as well. Anyway, so now we flash forward and we're back at the school, right? Yes. Yes. So she's met Sinjin. She's met Diana and Mary. She's working at the school. She has two very cute little girls helping her Mm -hmm. clean up. Sinjin just kind of like comes in, like casually brags about curing his own depression. Um, then he's hey. like, hey, uh, he's like, buck up. <laughs> I know, You'll be right? Fine. He's like, hey, um, yeah. Jane Eyre, would you mind like doing some stuff? Jane Eyre, like, would you mind taking my coat, Ms. Eyre? And then he's like, gotcha, your name is Jane yeah. Eyre. There are people looking for you. No, first, yes. no, no, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have to talk about this for seven hours and it's very minute, so it's going to be ridiculous. But what he does is he comes in and he's like, I think you've got the constitution of a similar person like me and that you can do hard things. Um, because uh, I'm so Hard big things and like great. colonizing. And then, yeah. and then he yep. walks over to a desk and he's like rifling through these sketches. And he's like, are these yours? And she's like, mm-hmm. And he picks one up that's signed Jane Eyre, Jane Eyre, Jane Eyre, Jane Eyre at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then looking her dead in the fucking eyeballs, he just folds it and puts it yep. in his pocket. <laughs> and he's like. All right, well, skip to do dog, gotta go. And she and she doesn't say anything. She's not like that is my personal property, sir. Doesn't say a word. She's just like, bye, I guess. I love that you hate him. He's the worst. <laughs> I just can't let the place on this now fucker. that I know why I'm in a place now that I know why he went to that you're wedding go, so fast. I don't, I don't know who to love. You know what? Listen, I have some hot takes about this guy as well, probably. Anyway. So uh, then we fast forward and uh, she's like in a blanket in her in her tiny house and she's doing a contemplate about her past. <laughs> Living van yeah, life. Yeah, super, super cute. Van life. Super cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shabby uh-huh. chic Loving and stuff. It. So then there's like a knock, knock on the door and we get this whole thing where she walks over and opens it and it is Rochester and she just like grabs him and makes out with his entire face and in my notes it literally says oh no is this a dream question yep. mark and right at that moment it <laughs> <Yeah>. switches <laughs> and it is fucking mm-hmm. Sinjin and he's there to be like hey girl know you're a big liar mm-hmm. who lies and um, I just need you to-. and she's like oh my god I can't you can't let him find me but also how mm-hmm. is he do you know anything about him? Did he like, say anything he about dying? me? Did he say anything about me? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I actually don't care about your past problems. Didn't even question it. What I will tell you, though, is that woman who's indebted to me with mm-hmm. your life, I don't know if you recall that, um, you are worth 20,000 pounds. Incredible. That uncle... Wow. Um, who the aunt told her that she told him that she was dead. She did write to him and be like, she lied. I'm alive. But then she didn't hear anything back. Mm-hmm. Well, he's now dead and she's his sole heir. Yeah. And then can I tell you guys something that Always. is super different Please. in the book? It's not just that it turns out that she has inherited 20,000 pounds. It turns out that Sinjin, Diana, <gasps> and Mary are her cousins. So she collapsed and almost died on the threshold of her cousins. This is like very much HEA 
like the thing she wants is family and independence and she gets all of it because like God is rewarding her because she did the hard thing of leaving this man who wanted to turn her into a sinner and God is rewarding her with family wow. and money. And so that uh, is not. Uh, yeah. Well, because, I actually, like, of course I it's actually not. like that a lot more because what happens is in the movie, she looks at him and she goes, how much money would it take to for you to be my mm-hmm. brother? Can I pay you? To be I love my brother, more, please. She's just so fucking desperate for a family. <laughs> and he did all he wants to do is dick her down yeah. and it's the worst. I know. Oh God. And and like only missionary, and it's like three pumps and a shutter, and he does not believe that the that the clitoris uh-huh. exists. And it's very like we have to do this because the Lord tells us we have to procreate and for no other reason. Oh anyway. So he's like, sure, we'll be your brother for five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Can't wait. And then the sisters come home because they're also worth a lot of monies now. And then we get this really awful, is it a reading of a text? Is it a prayer? What's happening? It's he's reading from the book of Revelation about Mm -hmm. how sinners will go to hell. And then they end, well, I was confused because then they end all of that with amen. And so I was like, what's happening right now? Like, uh." anyway, so then they all get up and they do the thing that every normal family does all the time. <laughs> and both of those hot sisters go over to that apparently Greek god brother and they do smell right on the fucking mouth mm-hmm. hard. Okay. And then the no. other one. <laughs> With tongue, they do, they do like lick each other's lips first and then they go, it's very sensual. Vanessa, do you have anything to say about how you're fine with it? Teeth actually clank. (laughs) I just want to say that your breasts look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They're really pert for my age. Thank you. That means a lot to me. It is a peck, but it is a weird peck. It's a peck. It's, it's, it's weird. weird. Everything about it is weird. Do the sisters then go kiss on their threshold of their door? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think it's a weird That is thing. true. Like when we read, sure. what was the one with that yes. panther boy? Kiss the boys. Yes. So we yeah. read, I'm sorry, with the, Vanessa, with the slave but we of read sensation. a thing where they were all in a panther pack together. And the boys yeah. and girls in the panther pack uh-huh. oh, kissed cool. in like a non-sexual way just to show affection. No, no. The alpha yes, kissed Yes, the alpha the kissed all the women in the pack. Like and with the boys, totally he did something else, like wrestling. Mm. And it's like, if it's not sexual, but, you have yeah. to kiss everyone. You're right. Those sisters need yeah. to kiss on the mouth. Yes. But I bet you that the, the father That's kissed still weird. all of them the same. I bet you the father oh, kissed I'm totally the fine with that. I'm fine. I'm totally fine with okay, that. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So it's weird. No, I'm still not fine with the rest of it because I do not think those but sisters But then one kiss. of the sisters is like, go make out I with love Jane. The, the Borgia sister. The Borgia mm-hmm. sister is the it's one like, who does if this. she's really our sister, you Borgia. have to kiss her on the you mouth. You better go kiss her um, right so there. Does. <laughs> and that alights something in him. And it is It awkward. awakens. Yeah. Uh, a lust a within of a dragon of a of a love story. <laughs> I see. I disagree. I think he's like. I didn't get hard at all. Kissing her. <laughs> she's the perfect she'd make wife. A great wife. You're right. You're right. I don't want to. Oh, it hurts me. Oh, you're so right <laughs> about oh, it. Wow. I th- Vanessa, you have yeah. told the truth on this day uh, that so will never gross. be forgotten. Mark um, the day. <laughs> so then he follows her back to her room like an absolute fucking creeper. Mm-hmm. And he says, Jane, I think you have the constitution for a w- military. Missionary. Nope, a missionary's wife. God intended you for a missionary's wife. 
I want to claim I you. I want to claim you. Never hated the word claim so much <laughs> mm-hmm. in my life. And she's like, I don't have that in me. And he's like, no, you super mm-hmm. do. I see a soul mirror here. Yeah. God, he's such a well, fucking Okay, so asshole. after he smooched her, he came to her room and said, I'm coming. I'm going to India in six weeks, bleh, and I'd like right. you to come with me. Yeah, to do a, to co- do a colonize. Colonies. And she's like, mm, I'll think about it. And then this conversation where he says she wa- he wants to claim her as his wife and everything is spurred on by her coming to him and saying, I'll go to India, but I want to... No, 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 no. That's that's the offer from the beginning. And then the next conversation is her being like, listen, I want to go have these on I this. Said. We'll go to India. But yes. Not okay. going to be yeah. your wife. I think that's what I thought that's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, I thought you said one. Like, the, it doesn't matter. The, um, she wants to go, not but not as his wife. And he's like, no, you if you're going to go, agree. you're going to go as my wife. What would you go? You're a woman. How else would you go? How could you go with that? He the, how, says, you can't give half a sacrifice, which means that he thinks <laughs> marrying him is a sacrifice. And that he's sacrificing like, to marry talk her. talk about the premise of this. Yes. I was like. In that Revelation reading he was doing, it's like all all the the believers have to have to toil and struggle because our Lord always toils and struggles. And so we can never be happy. Look at you doing a close Thank reading. You. Thank you so much. But then Jane says. To marry you mm-hmm. would kill me. And he me. says that is... And he's like... Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. that's dramatic. He says that is unfeminine and untrue. Unfeminine. Incredible. So yeah. gross. Incredible. <laughs> and then she hears Rochester's voice on the wind. Oh, wait. No. The worst one is when she says, my heart is mute to you. And he says, then I will speak for it. Sorry. That was just my... That was the worst one to me. No. Thank you. Because I forgot... I like yeah, wipe that from you. my whole brain and uh, wow. <laughs> then I will speak for it. We will get married and 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 he says and enough of love will mm-hmm. come. And she turns around and enough. she's like enough of love? Enough? Like I don't think you understand what And love he's like I know where your heart dream, got snagged dream. on that lawless passion that you had. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking lust over there with yeah. the married but man. Then, you but then but then she hear then she hears him. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Yes. No. Thank you. I love all those details. But did you guys think it was weird that she just started loved walking it. straight I up loved the mountain? It. She just went it. as the crow flies <laughs> toward like, Rochester. She's just like going? 19 and she's been called, <laughs> you know? Scaling like, no up that provisions mountain. again. But, I love yeah. it. <laughs> but it, clearly at some point she goes home and gets a bag and packs because then we see her in a carriage. Yeah, and, and then like, she like gets nice her fancy, fancy carriage because she's a I fancy I kind of love now. that though that she just she just runs <gasps> yes. away. Like the most away she oh, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's <laughs> yes. here. If she runs at any angle, it's not <laughs> the not most the away road. from Sinjin she can get. Right. She has to go <laughs> over true. that mountain hill. <laughs> <sighs> Amazing. And and he's just like shouting up, Jane, why are you talking to mm-hmm. no one? Jane. So then she comes back and, and Thornback is burnt mm-hmm. to the ground and it's it is. awful. Like it's ruins. And then like the specter of Judy Dench mm-hmm. is there. Where does she come from? <laughs> so weird. It's Such a good question. I don't know. This Judy is not Dench. in the book, but she's amazing. <laughs> so this whole speech isn't in the book, and I think it is a net Ooh. good. I love when Judy Dench is like, Why didn't why didn't you come to me? I had money saved. I didn't mm-hmm. know that it was his right. wife locked up there. Mm-hmm. I would have helped. I thought it was you. just like some random bitch. <laughs> he know? had some random bitch caged that in the made attic. It okay. okay, listen. <laughs> Ma'am, whether he has a random bitch caged in the attic 
or his wife, I want to know. If we're friends, I want to know either way. Mel, if my husband has some random bitch. Melody, are you up there? Are you, you writing this down? Me. I will Thank let you. you know. Yeah. I'm a good friend. That's chief chief Thank of my you. qualities is I will tell you about that bitch Thank in the you. attic. So anyway, no, but I did love that. Like I had money. I would have helped you. I would have, I would have like, I would have funded your escape. I love you. Like we're we're bros. Yeah. So then she's like, where is he? And she's like, well, these days he usually just hangs out by that big oak tree. Around the bend. Is that the tree, Vanessa? she goes. Is it the tree? No. Is it a tree? It's not. He's supposed to be like miles and miles away, but it seems like she just mm-hmm. walks to also, the tree. In the it's book, very doesn't weird. he lose a foot or something? A, a hand. hand. So he's blind. He loses mm-hmm. one eye, is blind in the other, and loses a hand. And wait, we missed we missed a couple things. Yeah, so the yeah. house is burned down, and Mrs. Fairfax is like Bertha oh, set right, it on sorry. fire. He got us all out of the house, and Bertha jumped and committed yeah. suicide. And what's not explicitly said is, so mm-hmm. Rochester is free to Ding marry dong. now right. because crazy lady died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because exactly. she completed suicide after she burnt the whole house down. Fucking love her, though. She's like, this house built on slavery yeah. with my money. Yep. Fuck yes. it all, bitches. I really I hope it. she read like, a book on birds <laughs> and that she I learned know. to fly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah. she does go over to Rochester and he's like, who's there? Who's there? And she doesn't say anything, which I really love. Mm-hmm. I know. It's no, weird. I loved it. <laughs> oh, I think it's it is weird. weird I think it's weird to fuck with a new. <laughs> You're right. Oh, you think person. that was fucking with him? Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're so right. <laughs> I don't think she's intentionally fucking with him. And like, I think that anyway, I just I, he's like upset and he's not he hasn't been blind yeah. for long. So I don't feel like he, his other senses are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet. I'm like, dude, just be like, it's me, Jane. And then he recognizes her hand, which I was like, would I recognize no. Peter's hand no. like again mm-hmm. like blind people are very good at that because they yeah but practice. i don't have epic like gloves you know Short we just have ago. regular type fair i guess i i yeah. super hey. like no, no we I, do we all like do my partner. the regular this, is, this, regular, is, this is different yeah. this is spirit yeah. love this is i would not mm-hmm. hear no. his voice on <laughs> no, the wind no. right david has been in trouble so many times and i've been like what was i doing at that moment eating a grilled cheese sandwich um, anyway. <laughs> okay. With tomato? Because Straight. if so, we're no. Right. Straight. No. Can't do it. No. No. Okay, so that. she's like, he's like, Jane Eyre? And she's like, I am come back to you. Which is one of my... I know, I love that my weird. I love it. I love it really yeah. hard. And then they smooch. Mm-hmm. And it's over they now. They do. Forever. And then, well, Please. I just have one question about the smooch. So in the book, he's supposed to be blind in the eye yeah. that he still has. In this, he's doing a weird blinking thing at the end. And then at the end of the book, the very, very end, the second to last paragraph, is that he's starting oh. to get some of his sight back. And do you think his weird blinking at the end is supposed to be like, hmm. she's back and now I can I see? I didn't her, think that. No. Her love heals his sight okay i good. didn't i didn't read that but now that i know about the last paragraph okay. i kind of think that's i what thought they this were was doing. a fairly new injury i do too he's so doing I thought he was kind of in pain blinking. or something like i thought yes his eyes were like dry yeah. okay or okay like because like it takes 10 years for his sight to come back in the book yeah yeah, yeah. if it's tears Ooh, then i tears. get it but he's like blinking weird and i'm like i hope maybe that they're he's not like trying, trying to say that you got your sight back her. because of a hug oh maybe maybe yeah. Okay. 
Wow. Well, apparently true love can cure blindness mm-hmm. in Bronte's world and, <laughs> and I love overcome that a mountain of shame. Boy, all that all that slavery, you know. A lot of a lot of a lot of betrayal there. Are you all and you're really not mad no! at me? Aaron, you're no. not mad at me that I made you watch this? Me? You seem very upset at I Rochester. Am. Oh no. Yeah, well, this is it's just not Rochester, not at <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's I know this that. Is just how we do it over here? We're like, I'm going to put myself right in their shoes mm-hmm. and then react on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I just wanted to make. I brought him into your oh, life. No, and I not feel at all. No, guilty. it's a no, fucked up please. book. It's a I, fucked up movie. To be completely honest so with you, I had I knew it was a gloomy movie. I've seen parts of it. I think it was on HBO during a time where I was like home a lot, like a summer or something. And yeah. um, I was dreading it all week. And I was like, ugh, gotta watch Jane Eyre. And then I enjoyed it. Like, then I was like, oh, this is great. Like, the whole time I was like, I I shouldn't have been dreading this like I was. Like, I had this idea of what it was going to feel like to watch it, and it wasn't like that at all. I I really really enjoyed my time with it. I'm so glad. So glad you love watching. Yes, Kitten. that was it. Mm-mm. I was like, God, I just I haven't I haven't seen I enough know. child abuse uh, this week, and I wanted to see more. Yeah, I've seen a couple of adaptations, and I think I like this one the best. I think yeah. it is the best. The Ruth Wilson one is pretty good with Maggie Smith. Yes, son, yeah, yeah. But I I mm-hmm. really like this one. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. And I mean, praying with Jane Eyre, man. <laughs> it's not. I love it. It's not as funny as it this. doesn't. No, but that's that's but good. There are some jokes. There are some <laughs> jokes. Not all the jokes, but it's not this fun. But yes, praying with Jane Eyre, and then on yeah. air and hot and bothered. If you like Jane Eyre, you should listen to our crime yeah, yeah, season yeah, yeah, of Hot yeah. and Bothered. All we do is talk yeah. about Jane Eyre, and we talk to academics like about like what what race is Bertha, and like cool. it, brilliant people are talking to us all the time. It's Yay. incredible. You all know having a podcast. Yeah, it's so just, great. Like, that sounds fantastic. It's incredible. It like it like opens doors so. that you would never have otherwise. It's crazy. Are we going to totally. do lady loves? Vanessa, do you have lady love? So I just, I this is a lady love that I'm missing right now because I just finished it. So I listened to all of your movie episodes and I, I and oh I, I loved them. I, although I couldn't tell, Melody, are you the snorter? The yes, snorter? Yes, the one who laughs and does. Because why didn't you call out that, that Sandra Bullock is <laughs> in Miss Congeniality and you had that oh, in common that's with so her. true. I, I mean, waiting honestly, for you to be like, I am Miss Congeniality. Honestly, it just seems so and natural didn't. to me that, like, I didn't even know yeah, it. It's so, weird when somebody isn't a snorter. Anyway, I was. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I love like watch along podcasts, including y'all's, and I re- recently listened to every episode of Veronica Mars Investigations Fun. with Jenny, Jenny Owen Youngs and Helen Zaltzman. They it is on that podcast that they coined the term rotato kiss because yes. Logan and Veronica do it a lot. And so if you love this podcast that you're listening to now, everybody, and you love Veronica <gasps> Mars, check out Veronica Mars Investigations. It is so charming. It like 
I don't know why it was all I could listen to. I started dreaming about Veronica and Logan. Amazing. Like I was listening like five hours a day. Anyway, I highly I recommend. Know. Are you guys yes. Veronica Mars people? I am. I you am. I can't love wait. It. I'm. I'm like subscribing. It's two right charming now. women. It is two. It wonderful. is your podcast, but Veronica Mars. It's two charming, wonderful women talking about Veronica Incredible. Mars. Incredible. So because I'm missing. I am also so. missing a Veronica Mars. There's a Veronica Mars shaped hole in in my whole body. Helen Zaltzman and Jenny Owen Youngs will fill okay. it. Wow. So that is my lady love. I'm so excited right now. Okay. Aaron, Mine what's is yours? weird and dumb. Um, but. Cool. My friends uh, recently watched, during a ladies' night, Pirates of the Caribbean, a 20-year-old film at this point, uh, that is not Fine. without its problems. Oh, so wow. Bad. However, as... That's 20 years oh, old. Oh, sorry. Wow. Yes. Um, a problematic okay. fave, for sure. But they watched it and figured out that the like the villain of the, the movie, in some ways, who is named James Norrington, the Comm- Commodore Norrington. Remember, he was going to like marry Kira Knightley. Oh, yes, the British man. No. The He's British the one man. that like, proposed oh. to her. Say huzzah she so much didn't Rush? want to marry him that she like fell over the wall and then got rescued. Right. Mm. He's the hero of the film, and he's like a great romance hero. <laughs> So, no. Now that we're in our th- mid thirties, <laughs> oh if you watch it, he is a very like <gasps> unproblematic feminist man. And like at the end, when she's like, "I don't want to marry you. I want to marry this degenerate," he's like, "Okay, that's fine." And also, you make great swords. And also, I'll step away. I don't want someone who doesn't want me. And then he like doesn't punish Jack Sparrow, even though he like stole his boat and like caused all this havoc. He's like, "I you will be fine with you too. Go go off." And it's like the first time in a Disney movie where like a jilted man doesn't end up just murdering, you know, like Gaston or you know, Fair. like so. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're if you're a lady yeah. of a certain age, maybe give that a rewatch, and maybe you'll have a different wow. preference. I'm gonna rewatch. <laughs> That. In the, in that's the really yeah. exciting oh my gosh that's, i love that is a wonderful hot that's my lady yeah. love i really like it what do you got Mel? my lady yeah. love is also uh stupid but good and that is if you need to give yourself a bad haircut did you, you know did you cut your own hair like again? sometimes this is i have been cutting my own hair since the pandemic started and i have not stopped <laughs> so the the most recent one didn't go as great as it has before. You look great. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's fine when when I like there you can't really see the problems <laughs> in this media. Um but <laughs> I needed my hair off my neck and now it's off my neck. And so yeah. give yourself a bad haircut. Who the fuck cares? You can fix it later. I just have been lazy and I haven't done it. So there you go. Oh my god. The other day I put my hair in a ponytail and I was literally like, what if I just cut it off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to grow it out. I want to give it one more year, but then I think I'm just gonna. I know that. I mean, so you're an inspiration. Am to I though? Me. Because I was also trying to grow my hair out, <laughs> and then I was like, No, quit! <laughs> I, I am a, ask my listeners. I love quitting. I'm a big. I love when women quit. I mean, honestly, things. we don't that quit sounds enough. Like a lady love mm-hmm. too. I think you came with multiple today. Quitting, yeah. incredible. Every. God, think about it. Make sure to do it in not a dickish way and then quit. Consciously uncouple. (laughs) Yes. All it means is that you tried something and then you learned about yourself. That's all it means. Good. But yeah, see, I it my hair it's is so pretty long though. And it's curly, so then it just bounces. Thank you. I just want to go like I mean, this, I hear though. you. Yeah. I know. Thank you. 
I'll I'll give myself yeah. a bad haircut and then come back. Oh, I'd love to boy. have you. I can't wait to be that inspiration in your life. Okay. I'm just gonna invite myself. Oh my god, anytime, 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 in a while, soulmate, anytime. Yes. Like if you want to text me on a Wednesday and be like, "How you doing okay. on Sunday?" I'm good. Um, where can they find you, Vanessa? Yeah. Hot and bothered yeah. podcast. I'm on Twitter, Vanessa M Zoltan. That's me. Um, you can find us on all the places on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms. Uh, is Twitter's is the Heaving underscore Bosoms. There's a Facebook group. There's a <laughs> website that will get you all those things, and it's honestly gorgeous. Natalie did an amazing job. Um, if you're looking for a virtual assistant, I don't know if Natalie like has time, but you it should would be ask a great her idea. if she does for sure. You should ask her, you know, um, and uh, listen to Bonkers Romance. That's all. Right. So keep being a badass <gasps> and love yourself as much as you love. love. There's a cord of communion between us beneath my left rib <gasps> and yours. And when we <laughs> hang up the Zoom call, it will break <gasps> and I will take to bleeding <laughs> inwardly. But you, oh God, you will never. forget I'm so in love with you right now. Thank you. Never. <sighs> the best. Oh my God. I've never met someone so Okay. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas. Okay, back to the show. <laughs>